difference. It's not prostituteitis. What kind of word is that? Inflammation of the prostitute would be prostituteitis. It'd be prostitutes. That's prostatitis. Oh. Well, I'm glad and we there's come. our intro. I'm glad. <laughs> Glad I was recording that. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Is it a good time to start? Yeah. Probably. Prostatitis. Wasn't that that a comedian had a show <laughs> on Fox for a while? Uh, Are you making an old man joke again no, that we're not going to get? No. I'm trying to get this one. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's just a not funny joke. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Is it not. the guy that does the voices and he does John Madden very well? No, the show was called Titus. Oh, Titus. What? Yeah, so prostatitis. Okay. Never what about inflammation? Uh, that it was one of those on. reaching jokes that doesn't quite get there. That's Apparently so. Now I get it. Apparently so. <laughs> it wasn't a bad joke. It wasn't an old man joke. It was a mm. reaching joke. Ah. See, our listeners learn about the classifications of jokes here. So There's Christian jokes, which are just more Which like, rock! Bow, bow, bow! Statements that make you just cock your head to the side like you just heard of. Mm? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with they talk. rock. But mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 we haven't even gotten to the uh, intro yet. Welcome to the Avant Card Show. Obviously, a premier, premium, high quality podcast that focuses on the more casual aspects of our favorite uh, card game, Magic: The Gathering. Actually, today we deviate from that. And anything else uh, that you may learn is uh, that is useful in a competitive tournament environment is purely accidental. We apologize for the inconvenience. Our sponsor this week is the famous Whippendoo Institute of Woking, Surrey. And I'm your host, Christian. And I am joined with one more host than usual today. Well, same number, but we have a new, new blood here. And um, I will introduce him first or second. Uh, Chris Lansdell, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for uh, having me on. It's great to be here. I'd like to thank the Academy. Oh wait, we did that last night. <laughs> that was last night. <laughs> Boo this Omneth hater. Oh, Boo. that's right. He's uh, oh. he's he's on uh, team anti Omneth, huh? I'm on team anti Chris. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. I have a feeling. <laughs> Hello, starting starting smack already. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you, Christian. How are you? Uh, I'm quite well, quite well. And uh, Deborah, you're with the, you're joining us today too. I am. I do not have prostatitis. No or, prostatitis. I'm glad you're prostatitis. Or prostatitis. <laughs> well, that's good. I have neither. <laughs> Inflammation of the prostitute is a tough. So there's also there's also that word proselytizing. It sounds like it should be dirty, but isn't. Hmm. <laughs> We should make a list of all the words that sound dirty but aren't. <laughs> like oh, ma- there's so many. Like favorite masticate. Oh, masticate's <laughs> fantastic. Masticate. What do you Mastic- call it when a when a when a when like a pope starts talking? He's like, what is it? Profundicating or something? Bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of the best words that, that actually it is dirty, but it's not is when you say something like Pontificating. You, you interject That's, something sorry. into a. Into a conversation, it's called yeah. an ejaculation. It, 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 a different word. Le- legitimately, it is called an ejaculation. Oh, you're... I, I think I've I've seen that, like, been reading somewhere, and it's like, yeah. stop what you're doing, Tom ejaculated. You know, yeah, Tom, ej- <laughs> ejaculated. Well, so, so, Tom, Debbie, what is it? What is it called when you interrupt too early in the sentence? Premature. Premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. The exact definition is to utter suddenly and vehemently. And the funniest part is that if you script your punctuation, like what, what did Brian just say? What, what was your ejaculation, Brian? What? I said like, stop what you're doing, Tom <laughs> yeah. ejaculated. So if you say stop what you're doing, comma, and then the end quotation marks, and then you say Tom ejaculated, you mean that Tom burst forth with stop what you're doing. But if you change that comma to a period, then Tom is saying stop what you're doing, and then he's ejaculating, which is fantastic. He really got excited about what Debbie was talking about. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yes. <laughs> Let's move the hell on from there. And um, Oh, Debbie, hello. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are you, how are you doing lately? Pros, I'm prostitute. I just free. Did you? Uh, oh, that's right. Still, uh, did you? It sounded like you were. <laughs> I'm glad you haven't come down with prostituteitis since like we've fought in two minutes. Oh, well now I'm ah. come down with prostitutitis. I do live very close to the corner of Orange Blossom Trail in Michigan. Which, to our listeners, is is. Do uh, you ever hear that song by Young Jeezy where he says, um, "On the trail, it's going down." The trail is the... Something's going down on the trail. It's like hiking, right? That's what they're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's a hiking trail. If it's like the hiking, Yeah. But instead of mountains, it's uh, prostituteitis. That it might as well through. be called like Prostitute Avenue. It's it's very... Prostitute, prostitute and, and uh, street drugs avenue. Yeah. Street drugs and true. prostitute avenue, yeah. Yeah. True, true story. The city where I went to university in England has mm-hmm. a street called Evil Whores Lane. <laughs> what? Really? I must but, go there. Is it like H O O R S? No, no. Funny, funny story. Like that, Moors, that street also uh, uh, has the record for the most times the street sign has been stolen by really? college kids who want <laughs> evil. What is it? Evil, evil, dirty whore. What? What did what you say the name was? Evil. Evil whore lane. Evil. Evil whore lane. If you Google evil whore, evil whore's lane. You get um, Evil Horse Videos, which is a production company, <laughs> and it's on Pornhub.com, and it's probably really good. <laughs> probably. If. Wow. All right. So, funny story. It's really difficult to find this Evil Horse Lane because other stuff pops up first. A funnier story is that this is actually a Magic the Gathering podcast, which, like. What? In that case, I'm signing off. Let's stop. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We're, we're what we are. Our Even though I'm anti, I'm anti Chris because he's anti Omneth and I'm pro Omneth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let him have at least five. That's what she said today. Whoa! I know that's, I'm generous. That's very generous wow. of you, Chris. Oh. How do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, I I think I might have to exceed that limit. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> did she blow your mind? That's what she said. Gilmore, he's with me on Gilmore Girls and Wheel of Time, so I can let him have some. That's what she <laughs> That's says. kind of a, a, a wide range. <laughs> that's not even, neither of those two are near each other on the spectrum. Gilmore Girls and, and Wheel of Time. True. So. Uh, just goes to show how eclectic we are. Eclectic, yes. <laughs> You're definitely eclectic, you guys. Sure, that's a word. Eclectic? Yeah. Hmm. I like that word. So, uh, we have an awesome show for you today, as always. Well, not every day, because we don't every day have a show, but when we do, it's awesome. And uh, we have a huge topic today, which was recommended by our guest, Chris Lansdell. Here's uh, what happened. We didn't, <laughs> no, we not didn't the have contest. a topic, right? Here's what happened. We didn't have a topic, and Brian said, hey, 
why don't we have our listeners do the work for us? Because we're we all say, <laughs> you don't say it like that. That sounds great. Let's That's do exactly that. How it went down. <laughs> but let's couch it like it's a contest so that we can make it sound like they're winning something. Because if we said, hey, listeners, do you want to do our work for us this week? Then nobody would be like, oh, yeah, it sounds like fun. So we're like, ooh, contest. So, so, uh, so Chew- Chewy from the mana pool, like, as soon as that thing went up, he like IMs me and he's like, dude, are you guys really like scrape so desperate? You're scraping the bottom of the barrel already for this shtick. I was like, no, 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 it's a great idea. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It's, yeah. And P.S. Yeah. We're lazy. Yeah. P.S. We're lazy. <laughs> I just figured that, you know, Jazz couldn't make the time zone thing work and, and mm-hmm. Philip Bone wasn't available. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I guess we could go with that Chris Lansdale guy. Yeah, we could go with him. Because you, well, you know who was busy? Mr. Abishai. Yeah, Mr. Abishai. Actually, we uh, did pick you first. And depending on how awesome or sucky you are, we might even have additional guest hosts Aww. from that pool. I mean, we even we even had a guy we even had a guy like tuned down from you like yeah I like his idea too. I was like, all right, well then there we go. Nice. Also, that's a topic that we always kind of brush on but never settle on. Well, hmm. we the- we might we might have covered this already in like one of the early single digit episodes. Maybe I don't sort know. Of. Back in the day, but it was it was so long ago that no one remembers. <laughs> Only we our even, hardcore we listeners. We blocked it. We blocked Season it. Season one was like 1997. <laughs> Probably. So, so he, it was actually like even tied Shadow More time frame. So it's like, <laughs> see, that's how long we've been around. Which is pretty sad that we've only. This is our 31st episode. You guys there? Hello. No, I'm not. I'm not here at all. Oh Me no. Good. So here I am. I guess I'll just no. What what? Where'd you go? What? He was oh. on mute. I well, I purposely went on mute because my daughter came in the room. Oh, that's but that's one cute. Of my favorite parts of the show. I know. I love when she comes in and wants a kiss from daddy or whatever. The, the interruption. Yeah, she goes. I'm going to bed now. Yeah, and she, you're like, okay. She she gave me she gave me a hug and jabbed her her shoulder in my throat and I made like a gurgle noise so. It's still, it actually kind of hurts still. Yeah, but that would possibly be the most quality content in our podcast, and you've now lost no, it. Hey, yeah, now he's gone. We now have some idiots jabbering Chris here on. to add, uh, and he's got a British accent, so we're automatically... Ooh, we're classy. Like, we sound classy. smart that way. Awesome. <laughs> All 13 of those women listeners will be loving it right about That's now. right. Something, say something <laughs> intelligent, Chris. Let's, let's say something smart. Go for it. Dance. Wait, I'm, I'm, say, say something dumb and see if it sounds intelligent. Say, um, say I don't like Omnath. I thought you said say something dumb. Okay, I'll say something. Oh really snap! Omnath is the greatest general ever created for EDH. Hmm. See, it does sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> did Did Debbie pay you to say that? That actually hurt a bit to say that. <laughs> so we pretty much have two main topics today. One is is the casual versus competitive uh, discussion, and two is uh, is discussing Omnath and um, and the two the two. Apparently, this is quite a uh, a heated debate here. You know, you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of uh, like when Randy Macho Man Savage. And- <laughs> And had to fight in what was it WrestleMania, WrestleMania five. two or five? five. Yeah, he knows that oh, offhand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
you see, before I started writing for Manadipart, I used to write for a little website called 411 Mania. Um, I saw that while Googling you. Not that that sounds dirty or anything. <laughs> I Google people all the time. Chris? I g- uh, that's what she said? Is that <laughs> hey, what there you go. One down. I Google inim- inanimate objects sometimes, too. Inimanimum. Inimanimate. So, Chris, before we get into the main topics, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, um, what you do, and uh, what you what your style of magic play is, would you... Would you would you say, in your opinion, if you could put it in a nutshell? Uh, well, let's see. Where did I start? Um, my style is sort of semi-competitive, crazy combo. I don't care if I win. Just let me cast Rite of Replication and then radiate it. Um, yeah. Marky! <laughs> what? It's Marky in disguise. Yeah, it's like it's Marky style, which is awesome. That's fine. That's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, we love Marky. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing, as I said in, the, in my uh, post a couple of weeks ago, I started playing around the time Weatherlight came out. Uh, the first rare I ever cracked was Hammer of Bogarden. Nice. Then I The buyback playing. one. Yeah. No, that wasn't buyback. Buyback didn't exist then. You had I to mean, pay like three red to bring it back. Yeah, figuratively. <laughs> um, I stopped playing. Uh, was Marodin before or after Ravnica? It was what? Mirrodin was before. Okay, so I yeah. stopped playing after Ravnica, and then I picked up again. This all gets fuzzy. I played with Time Spiral, and then I stopped. I missed Lorwyn and Eventide altogether, which is probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I live in uh, Canada, Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Uh, yes. Cool. But I'm I'm from England originally, just in case you couldn't tell. So you you moved from old Foundland to Newfoundland. Did you look uh, around a lot before you oh, found the land? Why not? Jokes. Yeah. Oh. There's just oh, too wait, many. Wait, 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 guys! I think that was a joke. Here, oh. let's let's try it again. Try it again. No, that's all right. <laughs> See, I gotta tell I gotta tell I gotta tell some bad jokes every now and then, so Christian stinkers aren't quite so obvious. Ah. The, the misdirection, the redirection of uh, after the bad joke. Absolutely. Casting on all my uh, past horrible jokes, which are numerous. <laughs> so you live in Canada, eh? Um, yes, eh? <laughs> it, fine if anyone east of Ontario said that. And for those of you who don't know your geography, Ontario is the one where everybody lives and people actually care about stuff. <laughs> Oh. Is Toronto further up? Toronto is in Ontario, yes. Ah. So, further so up the street. map of Canada. Every, everything, everything I learned about Canada has, has come from uh, the movie Strange Brew. Awesome. Holy crap, Canada's huge. <laughs> you, know the, you know the United what? States Canada border is the longest peaceful border ever. There's ever? never been. Yeah, there's ever? never been. A, ever? 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 <laughs> Forever never seems that long until you're gone. Yep. <laughs> oh. Okay, wait. This one says, oh, you guys like your straight lines up there, don't you? Yes. It's like the Midwest. Everything okay. is rectangle. Yeah, everything is. All right. So 
Wow. And you have lots of territories, too. <laughs> Where are all the Asian girls at? Said. I found it. All right. So you're in Ontario. <laughs> What's so that what she said about, about territories, Brian? <laughs> what? Just no, yes. I'm, I'm not in Ontario. I'm in Newfoundland. Oh. Keep going east. Oh, the blue one. The blue one. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the blue one. I found it. <laughs> I'm not over there in the green one over where those people live. Especially, especially given that if you look at a different map, it'll be a different color. You should probably <laughs> be looking at my map then. Yeah, www.trailcanada.com. Pretty colors. www.howaboutthepodcastguys.com. This is the podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so you write now for menadeprived.com. Is that correct? Yep. Absolutely. I'm working on uh, an article right now for it. What with it being busy time at work, uh, it's a bit hard to get stuff churned out. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Insert giggle. <laughs> it's funny how that came about. I was uh, I just sit there on Twitter one day and uh, I sent a message to KYT, who runs the site. He also does the A Team podcast. Quick plug, love you guys. And um, he's like, "Yeah, you can cover right for me." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> whatever." There you go. So I there's there's two. So now we have two writers and contributors to Magic the Gathering related websites on the podcast. Right I'm now. just a critiquer. Yeah, Brian, how come you don't write articles? Because I don't want to. I mean, you're a judge. You you know a lot about the game. You uh, you can write in it, English. All right. So here here's what it, here's what it's come down to. In, I can write in English. <laughs> no, it's just I prefer to do other. Th- Things. I mean, ma- magic is. Uh, I think I've said this before. Magic is a is a will fill as much time as you give it, and I just draw certain lines and say I'm not gonna. Huh. That's a good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross. I'm not. There's certain things I'm not going to do, and you know, writing articles and doing the research and stuff like that is. Mm-hmm. Which incidentally is why I'm not with my wife anymore. Oh. Oh. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> No, because there are certain things she wouldn't do either. Oh, <laughs> well, then it's a happy story. Like like Indiana Jones three, you chose wisely. <laughs> Christian just turned into a robot. I did. Yeah, I, did. yeah, I kicked the cord as I said that quote. I hope it came oh. through. That it, was a uh, that was a if, Indiana Jones three reference. No, it was more of a Robotech or oh yeah, some sort of uh, robot. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, lost in space. Something. Awesome. You know, I saw a I was at a flea market over the weekend and I saw a action figure of Tweaky, the robotic dog from Battlestar Galactica. And I said there's like there's really there's like some the older couple that was work that was working there and Tweaky uh, or Twiggy. Twiggy well, I don't know. So that was the thing. So I said What robotic dog? Oh, that's what I'm asking. Because Twiggy was like a little like a robot child thing that carried Dr. Theopolis around. Are you sure you mean Battlestar Galactica? There was a robotic dog in Doctor Who. That was maybe, maybe, oh, I th- I'm sorry. I think I was thinking Buck Rogers when he said Tweaky. Oh, oh, oh. Battlestar it is Galactica. Bu- I don't remember a robotic You're right. Dog. It is Buck Rogers. It is Buck Rogers. Then it wasn't a dog. Well, well hold on a second. It wasn't Battlestar Galactica, so your story is already a lie. Hold on a second. So, maybe oh, think- so Tweaky is a little robot. Yeah, guy. you're thinking of Jimmy Neutron if you're talking robot dog. I can see why someone would make the mistake between Battlestar Galactica and Jimmy Neutron. I don't even know what Jimmy Neutron is. He's a voice no. the There's that little robot. <laughs> hey, back to magic, right? <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to figure out... Okay, so Christian well. was at a flea market. 
And he's and so may may not Well, now that now that may not have been a robot or a dog. Now the story is has fallen and crumbled into pieces because I am not sure the the uh, <laughs> which which nineteen eighties uh, sci fi television show this particular robotic dog was from. We're gonna have to move on. Um. <laughs> I bet our I bet our, our listeners, as usual, are like God beep. Christians, you're an idiot. It's it's blank blank from the show blank blank. You're such a moron. But so far you've said you've said Tweaky Tweaky. The it's the little robot. Well, how many shows back then had a robotic dog that was like brown, furry, wide with like metal bands around it? Hold on a second. See now I got to look it so up. So basically, yeah. its name was not Tweaky. It was not a robot. It was not a dog, and it was not in Battlestar Galactica. But so other than that, the story it's, it's a dog. Like it's totally true. Who's freaking robot? Like on a metal leash or something? Right? No. It's. Oh, hey, do you know what the trouble with tribbles is? Is that they, uh, they multiply? What? <laughs> I don't know. That's just the name of the episode, right? Oh, it's just because they multiply fast. Okay, back to magic. <laughs> um, I'll find out one day who it is. So yeah, you were Chris. Chris Rendell was telling us a little bit about uh, Lansdell was telling us about uh, about so who he writes. How you for. got? How you you write articles for Meta Deprived. So are, now I see that you haven't been doing it very long, just just recently, like two or three. Yeah, um, I'm working on my third one now. It's um, I, mean, I just love writing, and I have I had taken, I'd moved away from 411 Mania back in September, and I needed to get back into the flow. So I thought, hey, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I just got back onto magic. Why not write about magic? Hmm thing is unfortunately where i used to know lots about magic i now know very little about magic like how layers work mm. so yeah we layers is like the upper echelon of like no it's the top it's the probably the most difficult to comprehend of the rules oh. of the highest level of the rules oh it is like oh six point a b gets calculated before the power and the toughness of the creature before the creature defining ability before the Application of the aura, which changes its power and toughness. Come He's on. so cute sometimes, isn't he? I that? know. It's adorable. It's adorable. That's, that's <laughs> right. shapeshifter. That is the worst card ever printed. Or at least it used to be. Volrath shapeshifter? Yeah. When 6th edition rules came out, I used to be a regular contributor to the Usenet group for rec.tradingcards.magic.rules. It's like mm-hmm. six people listen to this podcast who know what a Usenet group is. I know what a Usenet, I know what a Usenet group Cause, is. Because Debbie's old. Actually, no. It's oh. because I started working in computers when I was 14. Thank you very much. Oh, snap. Amy, I saw it once. Yeah. I read about it at the Smithsonian. I've never been to the Smithsonian. But uh, the, the, uh, the guy who ran that, Dave Delaney, uh, used to consider me a rules guru along with a few other people, including Laurie Cheers, who I think now works for Watsy. Um, oh wow! But I used to know the sixth edition rules inside out, and how everybody was in uproar that if you played Armageddon and sacked all your lands to zero and orb, it could get force spiked, and then it'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and know what any a... of those cards are. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> Should oh. I look them up? What uh, Armageddon destroys all your lands. And if you sack okay. all your lands to the Zoran Orb, which when you sack a land, you, you two gain two life. But if okay. you, fact, which yeah. was in your contest or your your trivia contest <laughs> episodes ago. And Force Spike oh, is a Oh, yeah, spell. but I, I didn't actually read any of that material. 
<laughs> you see, before Sixth Edition rules came out, you could only counterspell as an interrupt. So if you, I had, do remember interrupts. So if you got to the point where you could sack your lands to a zero orb, which was done at instant speed because instant speed still existed back then, the time for interrupts had passed. You couldn't counter it, so you got all this life. All the lands went bye bye, and then you attacked with Ultra Filler. That seems uh-huh. fine. Yeah, in a weird pre-sixth edition way. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It dark, was. dark ages. Like everything was. Yeah. Well, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, back then, did you topic. play magic uphill? <laughs> topic. 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 Did you, Brian? Did mm-hmm. I play magic in the snow uphill? Both uphill ways? in the snow. Both ways. Both no. ways. No. No. Oh. We we played it. We played it on like sofa cushions uh and we would have the problem because you're sit when you were sitting on the sofa you know the the cushions would kind of warp and bend a little bit so then you'd like put a dice for counters on and then it would slide off and you'd be like oh i don't remember what it is so it's just a six now hmm oh christian tries to do that stuff now yeah (laughs) how did you know (laughs) it's hard to find old battlestar galactica characters because not only are there are a lot of there's the new episode, but I don't think there's a robot dog. But there's not a robot. The dog. The other problem with searching is you get to Grace Park, and I just stop. And you just have to stop. Look, yeah. I just look at her for a little while. Grace Park is kind of a roadblock. I'm telling you, so, there's a little dog, a little so orange, hey. brown orange. <laughs> they announced they announced that they're coming out with a Johnny versus Bolas dual decks. A Ooh. Johnny versus really? Yes, a Johnny Goldmain versus Nickel Bolas. Really? Oh, would it make more sense to do a Johnny Vengeant and have two gold planeswalkers duking it out? I. Hmm. Which what? one's the one where he lost weight? Uh, that I don't know. That sounds like it would be flavorful, Debbie. There, that's... No, we know. We did an episode about it. <laughs> Sarkhan the Mad, Debbie. No, no, no. There was one where Ajani, one of the Ajani's trimmed up and got fitter. I, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, Sarkhan the Mad got... He lost weight, but not in like a trimmed up kind of way. He lost weight in like a I've gone nutso kind of way. And yet she doesn't care about flavor. Okay, we did an episode on it. I don't care about flavor, but that doesn't mean I can't remember so coming, stuff. So they're coming out uh, in se- on September 2nd. Second. <laughs> oh, a Johnny Vengeant. He got all ripped. Look at him. He's like flexing. Well, that's because he was like old. He was younger back then. He was more. Okay, well, then that's the one. Vengeful. He's more vengeful. So anyway. Anyway. Oh dear. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just reading. It's like Christian sent a YouTube link, and I'm like, I don't even want to click on it. I'm scared. Oh, I did. No, that was back when that was the that was the actual robot that goes twiggy twiggy. But oh. the second link is an image of the freaking dog that I'm talking about. Okay. Dude, that's not a dog. That's it's like a, some fucked up love child between a gremlin and a Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Hold that? on, it's coming up. And That's what she said. What is that? What? That's what? the that one. That is not a dog. That that's not the a, thing. What? What? No, you that, look at the whole body. Happens. That's this is what you were talking a, about? It's a damn robot. Yes. Uh, what, what is what that from? It's from Battlestar. Kind of the Jedi. No, and they're celebrating the death of the Death Star, and R two D two got a little too jiggy with the Ewok. <laughs> that, that is, it does look like it was gonna if, like if RoboCop and like an Ewok <laughs> had a it baby, does. 
it would be uh-oh playing with me you know <laughs> i have some really bad news what what i'm right Christian was actually right that's wow woo! that's great so news. apparently in the original sucky version of battlestar galactica before grace park and kara thrace um okay so. there was something called a daggett mm-hmm. uh, which is a class of dog-like colonial pets dog-like colonial pet yeah exactly. and this dude in the first pilot episode of the 1978 sucky version loses his pet daggett muffet in the cylon attack yep and he gets a replacement pet daggett i lost daggett. my muffet <laughs> oh daggett daggett see it's a robotic daggett named muffet too see and he was portrayed by a trained chimp named evie we per- you mean there was a trained chimp inside the robotic dog costume mm-hmm that's its awesome. name was Evolution or Evie. In the reimagined series, dogs are simply called dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Not daggets. Well, kind of takes out the uh, need to reimagine it if it's the same. Correct. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it looks like an evil Teddy Ruxpin. <gasps> it does. You know what yeah. is even you know what is even better, Chris? I have a I have a, a little factoid for you. You ready? Okay. Grace Park. Grace Park is from Vancouver. She is. It says Vancouver's Grace Park has made a smooth transition from Battlestar Galactica to the CBC series of The Border. Blah blah blah. Uh, oh, maybe she I just was. lives there now. I'm telling you, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of Asian girls living in Canada. Mostly, mostly in Vancouver. Where mostly, but see, yep. Just by the way, it's going to be awesome. I don't know a lot about. You know, world geography. But I know where to find them Asian girls. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so low class when you say them Asian girls. Them Asian girls. <laughs> Other than that, it's a very high high class statement. So, yes. <laughs> I know where they all hang out. <laughs> so I hear that Chris plays this game that I've played before called Magic the Gathering. Is that the one with all the cards and mm-hmm. that annoying podcast called I Want Card? It talks about it. So, yes, well, I'm anxious to get to the main topic, so I'm going to have to do a lot of trimming. <laughs> really? Liar! A lot of that. <laughs> I am. Well, I'm also anxious to talk about robotic dogs and Asian girls. Those are actually my two other top uh, hobbies. And we have an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk about robot, dogs, robot girls and Asian dogs. Now, <laughs> Asian dogs. Asian robot dogs. Now, let me kick this off. Let me let me let me paint this picture for our uh, for our listeners here. OK, listeners. Now, we are about to embark on a quest to bring a little more understanding to the casual versus competitive argument. And we're going to begin by defining what casual means to different people because obviously everybody's got their different views. If you go on MTGO and you go to the casual room, you'll see that everybody in there has a different definition and what you're allowed to use, what you're not. And we are going to discuss that. We're going to discuss how it compares, contrasts to casual versus competitive. I know that we're kind of like focused a little bit more towards casual, as you could probably tell by the first hour and a half so far. Of our podcast. Has it been that long? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Seems, seems like longer. Seems <laughs> there we go. All right. We were almost serious for like three whole minutes. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to discuss about the difference between casual and competitive and what, what each one means and why uh, we are attracted to one or the other. 
You, you disappoint me, Christian. You oh, really no, do. what did I do? You, you haven't done What's Christian Drinking? Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. I was Actually, I wrote it down on my paper here, ready to say it, but I thought... Because otherwise you'd forget? No, because I thought Brian already deviated away from the main topic too far, so I didn't want to further... <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what it's time for, right? What's Christian what's Drinking? Christian drinking? <laughs> Today, <clears throat> um, I'm actually drinking uh, Bud, Bud Light Lime, so... And it is a it is a very light fizzy American beer, if ever there was one, which is means it's not it's closer to uh, seltzer water than beer. But uh, it is it is lemony and it is like uh, it is like lemonade. Or limey, <laughs> get it? Le- yes, <laughs> that was inappropriate, okay. but funny. Well, I'd like to propose an addendum, and we should add on what Chris is drinking. Ah, what is Chris drinking? I was going to ask you that. What's Chris drinking? Well, you see, Chris spent last weekend at Winefest, where they demoed 182 types of Italian wines, Ooh. of which I tried 157. Whoa. There That's... is photographic evidence of the aftermath on Facebook. It's not pretty. Wow. But I picked up a bottle of, and I'm going to put this in my best Italian accent, which means it's going to suck. <laughs> Sartori, Marani, Bianco, Veronese. It's a 2009, and apparently the grapes are dried for 40 days before they crush them like bug. Whoa. <laughs> like bug. I will crush you Is like Is it bug. Russian? Yes, that sounds Russian. I am Lugosh. It's very light, very smooth, very fruity, uh, which describes, uh, never mind. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Highly recommendable. Chris, like you Christian. need to come down to Florida and meet Sheldon. Sheldon Mary, the uh, I do the need to meet Sheldon, if only to thank him profusely. He's cut, he's yes. kind of a wino as well. Yep. <laughs> In the wine aficionado sense of the term, not the okay. bum on the street corner paper bag. Sense he's not an aficionado, really, like me, who is really an expert of all the wines that come in a box that Target, boxes, sells. <laughs> box. <laughs> that Target sells. That Target sells. Capri Sun boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do have those. <laughs> Awesome Incidentally, the shit technology. is good. So until you guys try the wine cube at Target, just don't even talk to me because F you. Not you guys. I mean anybody that d- disputes. Um, I mean if like Franzia sucks and Black Box sucks and the other one sucks. I can pretty cube. much I can pretty much say probably all box wine kind of falls in the sucks category. See, you're right? one of those people that has not tried the other one and I already insulted you, so I'm not going to do it again. Oh. All right. So, so hey, Christian. <laughs> hey. I'm back on topic. Back on topic. Woo. So so when everybody, as a general rule, when people start out playing, they start off with a few booster packs. All right. And they learn with their buddies. I mean, Wizards has said, and they've got evidence that says that, you know, games that take place at the kitchen table are far and far and above. There are more players playing there than there are in tournaments and stuff like that. And it's really... Uh, and that's the kind of thing that it is. It's people that just start out with buying a few boosters. They're playing with their buddies. Maybe they're, they're budget players. I mean, it's, it's basically uh, the guys that don't want to go to the tournaments or the guys that are looking for something other than the tournament experience. Uh, or it's just the guys that want to want to hang out with their friends and play socially. socially. Now, one of the things that I've learned... Uh, since judging, there are actually people that are casual tournament players, and they're the players that 
they have their pet decks, they like them, they bring them, and the tournament experience is more about hanging out with their friends and swapping stories, that kind of thing, than it is actually winning. How is it that? How is that a tournament then? It sounds like because, a casual game of magic. Well, because there's still wins. a match, and result slips get filled out and gets reported to a scorekeeper, and oh. then there's points. Like hmm. I'll, give, I'll give you an example. There was a guy at the GPT just this past weekend who won round one, and then you know it's like he's, he basically he swings for lethal, and then he's like, you know, I concede, and he did that. He did that like three rounds kind of thing uh, it was just it was just really just watch he's like i got you but i'm gonna let you you know i concede and then you know his opponent his opponents advanced on and he's down so i mean that was that was kind of cool and that was a guy who was just playing the deck that he wanted to play and he was doing a I mean, he was doing a great job um but i thought that was that was pretty cool and you know when i asked i was like what's this what's this what's this guy's deal they were like oh well he just does this for fun he just plays for fun. He really doesn't care. He does, and he doesn't want to because we were playing. It was for a GP. He's like he doesn't want to take that from anybody. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Seeing seeing somebody play with play that. So there's there's people that want. Uh, you can you can have casual play in tournaments. I mean anybody that brings you know their pet uh, tribal deck to a tournament and you know gets in a car and goes with their buddies could be considered, you know, uh, casual, right? Even though even though they're playing in a structure, I mean, they're going to end up being at the bottom tables later on, probably, probably. <laughs> um, but they're just, they're just playing for fun. They're playing to hang out with their buddies, and you can do that in a tournament setting. You can do that in a, uh, in a, uh, at the kitchen table. Um, however, when you're playing with people at the kitchen table and you're playing against a group of people uh, constantly, uh, certain social contracts, certain agreements as to what is and is not acceptable evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like a house so rule kind of thing. Like one group will slowly develop their own little more ways within their group of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Right. Like you, you talk about, you talk about constant, uh, not, well, not constantly, but you have frequently talked about your group back in the deepest, darkest parts of Florida. Uh, <laughs> West Palm. They, sure. Um, largest how county. You guys, how you guys didn't play <laughs> counter spells or burn spells or anything like that, because that just wasn't the, the social contract that you had. Right, right, right. The little house rule. Okay, but for the purposes of what we're talking about, just to summarize this in like 7,000% less words, is that what we're talking about is casual, meaning anything other than tournament. Well, that that doesn't really uh, – there's more to it than that. Well, no, but when we're – because our topic is what is acceptable in casual. And for casual, we mean outside tournaments, sure. whether that's – Kitchen table or in your game shop or anywhere. Well, you could sit down at the game shop and, like, test out your tournament deck and play with douchebag cards. Because that's tournament. But it's not in a tournament. It's practicing for a tournament. Hmm. I think the best way to look at that is the way that that Magic Online breaks it down. Because you have the tournament practice route. Exactly. specifically for that purpose. Which is not in a tournament. Then again, you'll have the people in the casual room, which, by the way, is pretty much the most ugly spaceport. You've never seen such a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> people in there who will play their fully tricked out core blade decks or whatever the latest standard 
deck du jour is. Mm. And they don't see anything wrong with that because they're not in a tournament. So it's casual while you're trying to play your mono blue 85 card leveler deck. See, I that, that just strikes me. That just strikes me as people that want to win. And, you know, people that play a tournament deck in the casual room, uh, that's, that's just someone that wants to shoot fish in a barrel. So we will revise bag. it to say that by casual, we mean anywhere where nobody's keeping track of the results. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. Yeah, winning. Also, I got winning means more in a in a uh, like more than just your own personal satisfaction of winning. Is that a fair way of saying it? Hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Debbie has spoken. I have so, to create it. So, well, it's not a simple topic. I mean, you can't just say just casual because is a deck casual? Can you play a competitive deck casually? Well, the topic is not simple, but what we're to define the parameters of the topic is simple. We're talking about casual, meaning not hmm. in a tournament, not practicing for a tournament. That's what we're talking about. Hmm. Yeah. And then, okay. therefore, what is acceptable? What is acceptable behavior in that kind of environment where you are playing with? Uh, and I'm going to say I'm going to say people that you see more often because one of the one of the issues that you get into with Magic Online is when people sit down, you know, and they play they bust out their tricked out tournament deck. Okay, they really don't care about you, the opponent. True. Right. You're a you're a speed bump to make them feel good about themselves. Right. Hmm. I mean that and that's and that's really really in my opinion that's why people people do that kind of thing is because they want to what is that what is going on <laughs> oh i was spraying a great dane in the face with my uh with my air com- compressed air is that what you're talking about or the clacking i yes the, the clacking <laughs> was his nails because he was trying to get me to pet him and then this this was me spraying him in the face to get him to go away hmm my wife does that to me when I... Yeah, I know. I was about to say I'm going to bring compressed air to Magic on Wednesday. <laughs> For when my turn takes too long. Um, I broke his baby gate. He has a baby gate to keep him in his little room, Aww. and I broke it. Or I didn't really break it, but... You monster. I accidentally I, dismantled it. I broke so her baby I can't gate. can't him up. <laughs> That's oh. what he said. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Incidentally, Palm Beach County is the largest county in Florida. Brian... So you should know that. Sure, why not? Carry on. I didn't want somebody to bust me, so I had to look it up. Double check. Okay, so we've defined what 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 uh what casual is. Now, are you the type of person? Is it is it the type of person that is drawn to one way or the other, or do you think it's just how they started playing and what they got into? I think people can change. When I first started, I had aspirations of getting into competitive magic. I tried to qualify for English nationals a couple of times and failed miserably. Um, but I still tried. But now, coming back into it, now that I'm older, I, my, I, I just don't care about that anymore. I just want to have fun and, and cast ridiculous amounts of spells that do strange things and make people go, oh, my God, what a great play, and then just concede and let everybody else play it out. <laughs> as long as I can turn Omnath into a sheep. <laughs> How cruel! For. Who would do that? Uncalled for. Uncalled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Huh. So, 
All right. So in in a well, let's 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 explore um, when when we talk about casual. There's there's again, it means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Some people mean think it means like no net decking. Uh, some th- the people mean think it means like no no land destruction, no discard, no counter spells, no rares, that kind of thing. So we're we're not going to when we when we go through this, we're just going to talk about cards that probably aren't going to win you any friends. <laughs> right is that what tournaments the approach, the, the approach that we're going to take is no i mean when you're sitting at the table you know it's like well what cards are are not in the spirit or at least our interpretation of the spirit of casual mm-hmm. i thought we were talking about in general what is and isn't allowed like is net decking allowed or sure. acceptable? Well, that depends on your on okay. your group because well but, i mean start at the beginning the easiest one to rule out and the one that most people will agree with is that a land destruction deck is not casual. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I draw a line between I'm going to wasteland your Emeria, the Sky Ruin, and oh, Stone Rain Pillage, Stone Rain Pillage. There's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. You know, selectively destroying that one land that's going to ruin everybody's game. Fine. So what you're saying is no, not fine. I love my Emeria. Strip mine. <laughs> Crucible of the Worlds, Crucible of Worlds, is perhaps maybe not a what's considered casual. Definitely. Yeah. So that's that's not a that's not a tournament combo, but that's definitely oh, uh, that's that's definitely not a uh, uh, you know up there on the list of how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> no, wasn't yeah. in the book. Casual's about having fun. In our EDH game mm-hmm. last week. When what what did he cast, Brian? You know I don't know card names. What did Marky cast that killed everybody's everything? Um, was I in this game? Was it a decree of yeah, annihilation or something but like I that? I screamed about it so loudly you should know what it was. It's it's exile all permanence and yep. hands. Yep. No, no, no. It was obliterate. No, it was decree of annihilation. Sounds right. It was where Marky was gonna die, so he everybody had to exile all permanence in play. And then you got to keep your hand, and he had to discard his hand. Decree of Annihilation, eight and two red. Exile all artifacts, creatures, and lands from the battlefields, all cards from all graveyards, and all cards mm-hmm. from all hands. Yeah. Yep. The reason that's that's not the card that Marky cast. That was the card oh. that Jake. That was the card that Jay cast in my game. Which oh, well me then, to- what did Marky cast? Obliterate six and two red. Obliterate can't be countered. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and lands. They can't be regenerated. No, it was they were exiled because I, yeah, I remember because I had them. a huge stack of exile and I couldn't get them back. And it sucked because I was playing a uh, a deck that could have. Taken advantage of if those were in that graveyard, and I was so, like, Son so. So I think I think we can agree, land like mass land destruction is <laughs> not. Casual. I think we can agree that getting rid of all permanents, whether it's destroying and or <laughs> exiling them, is sucky sucky. Well, hang on, <laughs> I'd I I have to put a rider on that. One of the- <laughs> that's what he said. Hey, there we go. My Gazazal Plague Queen deck, which has absolutely nothing to do with the choice of general except that she's in Grixis colors, right. has a combo using Clutch of the Undercity, look it up, Debbie, and okay. Radiate. Yeah. I'm looking that one up too. <laughs> oh, Radiate's great. Is that uh, return target permanent or. Or. Owner's hand or something? 
Yeah, Clutch, Clutch of the Undercity is and one a, blue, two black, I think. It's two one colorless, two blue, blue, and a black. Go ahead. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Its controller loses three life. Right, so you cast that, and then you radiate it. Hold on. Radiate. <laughs> now, now that, that is, that's, that's funny. fine. Oh. Ow. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. But, yeah, but it ends the game, right? So that, that, I think, is an exception to the land destruction caveat. Okay. If you end the game, like, if you, if you, if you ended in a turn... You know, maybe maybe you're able to destroy everything, and you're left with the you know your greater Gargadon comes into play, and you're able to two swings and you're dead, that kind of thing. Mm. But if you do it, if you do it just to not lose, you're like, oh no, I'm getting ready to be attacked by you know 50 Pegasus tokens from a storm herd. I better <laughs> cast Decree of Annihilation and and make the game take another hour and a half. Or another way to put it is if. <laughs> Is if you do exactly. your total annihilation thing as a way to win the game immediately, that's different than it being your strategy, like a, a deck that does nothing but destroys lands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Try, try Incidentally, by making everyone scoop. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Incidentally, you mentioned Total Annihilation, which is this awesome video game. And yes. <laughs> that was, was first, so. It was the first Red Alert clone that was actually good. Yep. Oh, those were those were the days, and then it had mods out the yin yang. It was great. Anyway, total annihilation is a. If you don't, if, it's pretty much the rule that the caveat to playing it is if you don't win the next turn. Like if you don't have like like when I play it, I have it in in my um, uh, in my Jora of the G two deck because I have Kozilek suspended, so all of the permanents go That's away. Different. I get a close elect the next turn. Yeah, that's the only way that I that I think it's probably you know okay to play without pissing people off because. But if everybody just kills everything, you're like, ugh. It's like starting a new game, but yet you don't have a hand, and it's already taken an hour since you got in this game. I don't know. That's probably yeah. uh, a non. That's uh, that's uncool. So casual kind of frowns on those types of things that are just ruin everybody's day and kind of makes it no fun for the other people. Yeah. And speaking of no fun for other people, uh, it's Brian. Mass counterspell. Mass counterspells. <laughs> How, you knew where I was going. That's because Iken has read. <laughs> oh, I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking at that anymore. Like you ever did. I agree. Mass counterspell. Yeah, that's. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. So, oh, okay, let's let's do the epitome of this one. Let's talk about Isochron Scepter Dude again because we talk about him every episode. Wow! Oh, the <laughs> the guy that plays it. Brian knows it. I don't know the cards. Okay, I know the guy. So it's Isochron Scepter with counter spell on it. But okay, so the the did you want to talk about something specific about that he plays or it was mean? Yeah, that's a pretty douchebag move to put. He had Isochron Scepter, Counterspell, and I want to say Voltaic Key. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, that would do it. (laughs) Wow, that's going the extra douchebag mile to put uh, Voltaic Key in there. I mean, it's cool if you're playing competitive, I mean, because it's powerful. No, this was an EDH game, which is like the epitome of not competitive. Yeah, (laughs) 
So that's... there's also also choices like uh, uh, was it Irayo, uh Sortami Ascendant that got uh, the... yeah 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 oh. the one I tried to play as my general and you said no. That's right. <laughs> yes, because you combo it with Arcane Lab and nobody plays anything ever again. Right. Mm. Ascend. Yeah, uh, it's when you flip when you flip her, uh, the first spell each player casts a turn is countered. Who is it? What's his What's his name? Her Arayo? name? E R A Y O. Why okay. did you Why did you want to, But you said you wanted to play this, and you don't know what it does. She probably knew at one time. And I then Arcane totally Laboratory. And then you Arcane. follow. You follow it up with Arcane Laboratory, which says, which is a blue enchantment that says each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. Yeah, and I like then, that. <laughs> it's a two-card combo. Yeah. Okay, so does this fall under the under the category of an immediate win condition? So is that's it okay? A, so no, because that's not a win condition. That's just a, everybody else can't play something. So yeah, but if somebody yeah, but if somebody you has much say you're going to win immediately if nobody can do anything but you. Well, no. If I if I have a huge like if I have a big combo that pretends prevents me from being attacked like ghostly prison and two uh, things that tap creatures or whatever, or uh, some way of buying back a It's, it's not game over, but because normally the mono blue guy is, once he gets that combo lock set up, it's still about 10 to 15 to 20 turns before right. they're able to do what's necessary. I mean, that's Why? not that's not just because... Because it's not a win, it's just a you can't, the other guy can't win. If you can't seal the deal after you've <laughs> locked your opponent out of doing anything there you have a problem with your deck sure but at the same time it might not necessarily be i mean we were saying that land destruction is okay if you know you can win like that turn mm-hmm. the uh, next turn odds are though if people are playing arayo and uh, uh uh what was the arcane lab arcane lab that's that the point of their deck is get that combo out and then grind out a win slowly Oh, that's not cool. The uh, the inestimable Jay Bush on the A Team podcast calls it magic's debating. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call because it. you're Bad playing term. with yourself. <laughs> but I, I like when people let that. me magic's debate. Like they know I'm gonna win, and I say, "Okay, but don't concede. Let me let me beat your face." Then. And they say, "Okay." Wow. I think so. This combo is legally grounds to be forcibly defenestrated. Hmm. Throwing well someone said. out a window. Um, and there's other cards, too. Like, if you look up, like, old cards from Legends, like uh, Invoke Prejudice and In the Eye of Chaos oh. are both cards that... Wait, what, what, what? Okay. In the... Invoke Prejudice. In the Eye of Chaos. Whenever yeah. a player casts an instant spell, counter it unless that player pays X, where X is its CMC. What was the other one? Invoke. Invoke Prejudice. Invoke perjury is not a card. Uh, (laughs) No. No. How do you invoke perjury? You will lie on the stand. Oh, you become O.J. Simpson. Allegedly. I'm just saying you lie. (laughs) Allegedly. Okay. Whenever an opponent casts a creature spell that doesn't share a color with a creature you control, counter that spell unless it's... Oh, so you're basically like tripling... Or double... Yeah, you're doubling the, the casting cost of everything. And I just like playing naked singularity because it's fun. Incidentally, <laughs> Brian, in the eye of chaos, naked. naked singular. That's the that's the mana switch everything around card, right? 
No, it I just is. stopped listening after yes. I like playing naked. <laughs> Who doesn't? So switch, so switch what around? I don't get yep, it. Look up, up look three. Up na- naked singularity. Oh my god! Plains it's produce crazy. mountains. Islands produce forests. Swamps produce plains. Mountains produce island and forests produce swamp. You meant green red mana, mana green mana. mana. Yeah, it produces <laughs> green mana and red mana. Not produces mountains. It's the symbol. It's islands produce cool it... forest. It's the little no. tree symbol. <laughs> islands produce green mana. Forest. Islands <laughs> produce forest. Green mana. Swamps produce plains. <laughs> they don't, you, don't, you don't tap it and it shits out of plains. <laughs> it gives it you white mana. It does too. Brian's like head is boiling. <laughs> if, you tap, if you tapped it and made a land, it would be awesome. That okay, would be pretty awesome. It. Put a token into play that, is, that counts as a blue island, island thingies. <laughs> Brian's Welcome. With merfolk bottoms. See, yeah, with merfolk feet. The thing is, I know you know better. <laughs> I, Such a dad. That's what makes it so fun. So, so, Brian, is it this easy to pass the L1 test? Like, seriously? Oh. <laughs> oh, crap. Burn. No. Burned. <laughs> she just, She just knows it irritates the piss out of me. It does. It's, she, right. it's so she, awesome. When she needs to be precise, she can be. And when she doesn't need to be precise, it's like a monkey with a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do that. Awesome. All right. So counter spells in general. Ma- mass counter spells in general. Yeah, uh, mass uh, crazy not, repeatable not counter spells. Not counting this whole Isaac Scepter dude that we trash all the time. <laughs> if your deck is if you're playing multiplayer and your deck is nothing but stopping other people from doing stuff, Christian, how do you feel about that? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm holding back because it's my New Year's resolution. I'm okay with it. It's a legitimate part of the game, the counterspell. What yeah. if we give you an exemption from your New Year's resolution for like three minutes? <laughs> if I had eight minutes. Eight no, minutes. I think a certain yeah. amount of it is, is legit because all colors are balanced. But if you have a deck that's built so that it has a repeatable counterspell in it, it's just no fun for the other player and magic should be kind of a game where everybody has fun you would you would think especially in casual yeah, well casual only in casual yeah exactly and, and yeah on. i mean if i'm playing blue yeah you're damn straight i want to counter that exanguinate for 32 that's going to win you the game hmm. but and that, and that's a perfectly legitimate part of magic but if i'm going to sit there then and recur my counter spells and play them every turn and you never get to cast anything right. well then we pass beyond saving the game and we're into the realms of douchebaggery <laughs> into the realms of douchebaggery that's the name of the art of this uh, episode that's, uh... no it's not it's uh... robot girls and asian dogs <laughs> In the realms of douchebaggery. And, and he said, and in the said I was expecting like a, like a foray into the mines of Moria or something like that. <laughs> you know, the blue, ma- simply... the blue mages, they delved too deep. <laughs> Here's one of my problems with the mass but... counter spells is the fact that they usually don't have a lot to do of their own. Right, because it's packed with counter spells and ways pa- to occur them. Yeah, and then the worst part of it is... That usually their only win condition is to take your stuff and beat your face in with uh. it. And that makes me so mad. When I finally get out my my Kozilek, Brian, and someone, Brian, has stolen my Mimic Vat, Brian, 
And then that person. Who are you talking about? Anybody in particular? Brian imprints my cause luck on my mimic vat and then uses it to kill me, Brian. Was that your mimic vat? It's a guy that, that shall remain nameless. Was that your mimic vet? It was actually yes, my bastard. You thought I you thought I adeled it out of my deck, and then you took my Kozilek, and then you sacked, and then you it made me sad face. Wow, I still didn't win that game. It didn't matter. But anyway, but um, yeah, it's kind of like the, I think the thing about counter spells, mass counter spells, and recurrable crazy ass counter spells means that. At the end of the day, the game, if you were to write down what happened, it was like, okay, this spell attempted to get cast, failed. Uh, the other player played an island. This person tried to play a spell, and it didn't, it got countered. Okay, the other guy, you know, plays an island. So it, it makes the game just boring. I mean, stopping somebody from else from, uh, stopping somebody else from doing something fun, and then also not doing something fun... And then you not. finally, they, you finally like run out of counter spells, and so you run out of, yeah, and you beat them with you a do three your thing, three, and or, then they're like, so, so you finally run out of counter spells, and they get, and they're like, oh, finally you've burned out your counter spells, and they get out something really good, and then they're like, control magic. <laughs> right. It's you know, just yeah. So, so so excessive excessive use of control uh, control magic elements change control effects. Yeah, I think we should. Something. I think we should expand it to include controlling. Over controlling. Don't be OCD. over controlling. There you go. Well, that 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 encompasses a large. When you say when you say over controlling, I mean you start getting into. Um, I don't know playing a general that causes everybody to sack their creatures so that nobody has any creatures but you, Deb. <laughs> hey, a I didn't pick the general, and B I didn't build the deck. Hmm. Whose well, deck is it? Mine. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I'll play it and all. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it, but I'll play it. Shit. You don't even have to go to the general route. There's that disgusting combo that people play online with uh, Crystal, Shard, and Fleshbag Marauder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Crystal sure Shard is the land that sacks for... No, Crystal Shard is that... Uh, uh, oh, the bouncy blue bounce. Blue or yeah. three colorless uh, bounce tap... Uh, Three casting uh, cost artifact, uh, uncommon. Bring, bring a bounce a creature back, bounce target creature back to its owner's hand unless its owner pays one. Yes, correct. Love that card. I know you use that all the time. I like. I hate well, that I card. use it to save my dudes or just get in the occasional. Right when someone doesn't notice and they tap out and you're like, nah, bounce. Yeah, which is normally you. You're like, what? Oh. Uh, no, your mom forgets. That's who it is. So, so what? Okay, so Fleshbag Marauder. When it? What is it? When it comes into play, you have to sacrifice a creature. Everybody. Each player sacrifices a creature. Okay, All right. So that's pretty. And then, it, in response to the trigger, you bounce it back, and everybody sacks creatures, and then you just sit there going, "Ha ha, I have creatures. You don't." Oh wow, that's crappy. So yeah, so so constantly destroying like. And I, th- I think we're we're kind of dancing around a, a just a, a straight up theme of this is removing the resources of your opponents or or stopping your stopping your opponent from playing the game. Right. Whether it's destroying their land. Stopping or, them from having fun is no fun. Yes. And that's and that <laughs> ultimately what it boils down to is the the key part of the casual experience, which is. You you care about your opponent's good time. Hmm. Don't be well a said. fun Nazi. But, okay. No fun what is that for like? you. 
In a, in what is that, like a Hitler with a party hat? A fun Nazi? In a, tournament, in a tournament setting, when you sit down across from, your, across from your opponent, you really don't care if they have a good time. Actually, you care that they don't have a good time. Right. You, <laughs> you want them to have a bad time, particularly. Right. I mean, it's there. Are, there are there are exceptions to to every rule, of course. When you when you're talking about like when you're making large generalizations, but uh, when you sit down in a tournament setting, you really don't. You you want to have all the fun, uh, mm-hmm. and that and winning is part of that fun. And uh, in a it's casual, all about winning. In a casual game, though, you want you you want to you want to make sure that everybody has a good time, or at least the people who I'll say get it. Now if your if your group is fine with massive land destruction, massive counter spells and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and that's fun for you guys, then That's cool. I I don't understand you. <laughs> I respect your decision to stay in whatever dark little hole <laughs> you play these games in. That's fine. But uh, uh, don't come out ever. So it's kind of like certain cards are going to either up you or down your opponent, either give you a boost or knock them down. And if you play too many of the knock them down or all, then that's douchebag zone right there. That's that's doucheville. Um, Venturing into the realms of douchebaggery. Yes, douchebaggery. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to say, so, Mister Johnny, Mister John Abishar. I was just—I <laughs> didn't want to say it so close to the word douchebag because he's actually cool. We should have him on one of these days. You know what's funny is he probably doesn't have a British accent, so we're gonna have to ask him to like fake it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a British accent. No, maybe maybe he can pretend to have one. Yeah, or or maybe we everyone else can pretend to have one except for him. <laughs> Especially if he normally has one, you know, like you hear somebody like, uh, like somebody acting like like House when he's acting, he like naturally has this like strong British accent, but then he's on the show he's got, he's got like a American accent, whatever. He's one of the best because he never lets it slip. Yeah, mm, that's what she said. That's... She said, <laughs> you know what. I mean, the, the casual debate, if we can, you know, slide back to, to the topic. What? I, I don't know who this guest host guy comes yeah, from. He's he bringing his segues around. He can dictate when we're going to go back <laughs> on the topic. That seems highly unreasonable. I know. Topic. Schmopic. I think one of the things that, de- that determines if the game is casual or not is your choice of general. Oh. Uh-oh. Some generals are. I think he just did it. That son of a gun. I think. Magnificent bastard. He just took the gauntlet and threw it straight down. Yep. Wow. Good job. There is well, or, or not. Time. I don't know. Who are you talking about? What general would you be talking about? Are you talking about, about a specific general? There's a lot of <laughs> There's a top five list in order of immediate destruction. They are Skitherix the Blight Dragon, Azusa Lost But Seeking. Yeah. What? Oh yes! Ain't oh, that's right. the... I love my Azusa deck. I mean, I okay. I love playing with Andrew, so I love when he plays Magic with us, and I am lucky enough to be in a game, and he's there. But when he plays that deck, man, it's it's like, it's just yeah. Turbo. But that's very different from when I play that deck. 
So, and he actually he played it. He toned it down one day, so it was it was cool. So I think the way you play a deck has a lot to do with what yeah. Because what you can ask Brian, what do I do when I play Azusa? You just sit there and nobody touch my green creatures. Exactly. Do I ever attack anyone with said green creatures? No. Which no. Which makes which makes everyone really nervous because they're like, (laughs) yeah, we're like, what's she planning? Eventually, eventually, she's gonna have to turn them. That's because you guys just don't take me at my word when I say, don't touch my creatures. I'm not going to attack anybody. I just you need an alternate win condition, Debbie. I don't need to win. I just want to have a lot of green creatures. That's Come on, scary. We're, talking, we're, we're celebrating casual here. That's the epitome of casual. Me saying, I don't care if I win. I won't even attack you. Until I draw overrun. No, no, no. I don't do that. I've had overrun and overwhelming stampede in my hand before, and it's irrelevant because I've said I won't attack anyone, so I don't. Well, why do you like big creatures then? Because they're, they're for pretty. swinging. These creatures were made for swinging. No, those creatures just were made to do. sit there and be huge. One of these days, these creatures are going to stomp all over all you. Over you. But they're not. That's right. That's the, you've heard the song. Nope. I have. But I don't do it. <laughs> well, then why don't you okay, put... So, so can we agree that there is a casual way to play a douchebag general? Yes. Some of them. Yes. I'm Azusa specifically talking means... about me and Azusa. <laughs> <laughs> Uriel the Miststalker, for example, mm-hmm. needs to be shot on sight, which is difficult because he has troll trap. Yeah. <laughs> That's difficult. So Jor- Jory is up there. Uh, I know, I know one. Uh, Gaddock Teague. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nobody likes Gaddock Teague. It, it's Skitherix, Azusa, Earl the What's Mist- bad about Skitherix is that Skitherix has uh, poison Infect. counters? Infect. Infect and haste and regeneration. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, that's a hev- that's just a heavy hitter. That's not like, no. oh, you took all my oh, creatures. No. Oh, you turned all my it, shit to artifacts and then took it. It's, because huh? it's a 60 card, he's an 8-4 when he attacks. In EDH, he's a 16-4 when he attacks. <laughs> because you only have 10 poison counters despite your 40 life. So three hits and you're dead. Right. Yeah. So and he's just very haste. potent. So if you have anything out to pump him at all, two hits and you're dead. And he's hmm. hasty. And he regenerates. Hasty. Hasty. He's yeah, and he's bl- and he's black, so it's hard to destroy him because a lot of black removal says. So that's a, that's a pretty bad one. Black and w- did you say um, was Omnath on your list, Chris? Oh, yeah, Omnath. Omnath is actually dead. Omnath is at number two, no, and at number one crazy. is Yao Du, one eyed. You know, one eyed Willie. He one eyed Willie. Hey, you know where John Absher's from? Where? <laughs> Colorado. What a letdown. I know. Sorry. He's not from Devonshire? Nope. He's from Colorado. <laughs> I've been, He's not from I've been Wessex. scrolling through our Facebook posts this whole time, which BT dubs, we have like 74 pages of posts on our Facebook. I didn't realize we were that popular. But down at the very end, cool. I found John Absher, and she's, he's from Colorado. So probably not nearly as British as you would like to Damn. think. Not, not as the John Abishar in, my, maybe it's in like, my mind. Maybe it's like Colorado Wales or something. Yeah, you no, never know. I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's Colorado. You know, because there's a Georgia sorry. in Russia. So nope, sorry. You know. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I thought. I well, thought, that's just where he lives. You never they know. Were redneck. Instead, they're just furring. No, he he apparently is straight. Well, he he can call in. 
We well, I thought Mr. Chris Lansdell was was uh, from from Canada, but he, turns out he just lives there. But then it turns out there's no such place. <laughs> and it turns out that I'm mispronouncing it completely. Canuckistan. So, so I think, I think Canuckistan. <laughs> I like that. I still maintain that you can have a general that's on that list and play it in a in a casual way. But then you have to trust the person to play it. Like you're yeah. sitting down, you see Azusa, you're like, ah, son of a bee. So there's someone... two exceptions. You can't play Zhao Dun casually, and you cannot play Omnath casually. That's uh, not even remotely true. I... Hold on, I forget what that Zhao Dun dude does. Hold on, X. He starts. With you can X. sack him. I know. How do you spell it? Oh, I found him. Like two colorless for a four-three horsemanship. Second, return of black <laughs> Horsemanship is the greatest two. ability ever. <laughs> horsemanship is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Return target black card from the graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your turn before attackers are declared. Okay. So when he's your general, you sack him. You bring back lethal vapors from your graveyard and let it sit there until someone skips their turn to retrieve it, and then you just put Shao Doom back on top of your library with Volvar Stronghold. Oh. Sad face. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. one of the, one of the problems with with those generals is when you put when you decide that you want to use that general, their abilities are so easily abusable that mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's easy to fall into you know go to the dark side or whatever. Are you in the bathroom, Brian? No. Oh. But we have yeah, like that would be have... awesome though. Maybe I'll switch over to my <laughs> phone. To the potty cam. Yeah, woohoo. I mean headset. I'll be in my little poop closet. But we have a Your water closet. We have a couple of people in our group. Mm-hmm. I am one of them, who will play these generals and you can trust us, Trevor being the other one. Like Trevor has a does he have a child of Alara deck? Trevor's he cool. has a deck that the general is a douchebag general, but it's solely because he wanted the five colors. And now, he tri- said, now, Child of Alara is a bad example because there's like four Wooberg generals that you can choose from. And okay, yeah, Chromat this is, is not this expensive. This is Trevor, so they play with whatever they have. Yeah, but you well, got you got to listen. Trevor pulls crap like you know. It's like yeah, I'm not playing a douchebag deck. Oh, here's my infinite recurring mind slaver combo. <laughs> And he he did uh, he did it in a combo with um with uh you, the, the green creature that taps uh, the Doubling ooze season <laughs> and, yeah, yeah well, that's an awesome card season. anybody that plays that is awesome oh, but I love um season. he had he had chainer he had um the the survival of fittest creature the um fauna fauna shaman. yeah fauna shaman um and and uh necro ooze whatever Necrotic yeah. ooze yeah and it was crazy it was like we all just scooped and it was like the sixth turn it was okay, i had never seen anything like that. that i'm talking about that that in general well he played it the way he played it and he was kind of giggling while he was playing it he wasn't yeah, doing it to I'm like i'm talking about that i'm talking about in general when when someone like Trevor or me says something like either yeah my my general is progenitus or my general is is child of Lara, but I'm not going to play it. Then you're not thinking like, oh, he's just going to five turns from now. He's going to say, screw all of you. And I'm going to play it anyway. Just like when I say, I'm not going to attack you with my green creatures. If you let me get 80 of them on the board, it's not like I'm going to get 80 and then being like, oh, ha, ha. I'm just kidding. Uh, overwhelming stampede. Kill all of you. Ha. ha. Hmm. I'm really not going to attack you. 
that's, that's you that uh, green enchantment that lets you win in your upkeep if you have more than 20 creatures in play. I but I wouldn't do that. That's not nice. fun. That's not nice. a fun way to win. That's a terrible way to win. Helix Pinnacle, yay. Terrible. Hey, is that card, is that card um, where your life total becomes the number of creatures that you have, the green one? Oh, that seems fun. Magnetism it's or banned. Something? It's banned? H. Okay, just checking. Biorhythm. Biorhythm, yeah. yeah. You know what else should be banned? Felidar Sovereign should be banned. But Why should Felidar Sovereign be banned? Because it, it basically it says gain 10 life, win the game. Really difficult second. to do in EDH. No, I mean, it just win, oh, gain, okay. t- yeah, gain yeah. 10 life and keep this creature around for a little while. Right, right. <laughs> right? I don't, yeah, I don't but know. I, I haven't played, I haven't played an EDH around. game in a while where I've had any creature last more than two turns. And not only that, but if something happened in an EDH game that allowed someone to win in under an hour and a half, I would like it, even if it's not me. <laughs> so I'm not against these spells that can allow you to win. I like creatures that allow you to win because they usually let the table go around once and let you have it on tap and a chance. Like, oh, that's why I don't think... Sphinx and Venza. There you go. There's a combo for you. <laughs> yes. You mean, um, you mean the vampire guy? No, he means no. the uh, use uh, Magister Sphinx to set everybody's total life total to 10 and then Venser to bounce it back. Yeah, you you, then... you phase it out, basically. It comes back and it sets someone else's life. Oh, oh sorry. Venser, the plane cha- uh, planeswalker. Yeah, Venser, plane. the shape of Yeah. There's yeah. so many Vensers. <laughs> and by so many, I mean two. <laughs> but Omnath is just evil. No, he's not. He's fun. So why don't you guys so... debate? Yeah, let's figure it out. Now, what because is the pros and cons of Venser here? We haven't finished talking about the other stuff. Oh. Sorry. Because we have, we have other major Major, major earth-shattering news. Okay. That, uh... So here's a, here's a huge question that you come across a lot, especially if you play Moto as much okay. as I do. Is it not casual to play expensive cards? That's a good question. I don't see a problem with it. I don't know. Hell either. no. I have a lot of expensive cards, and I'm... Totally I casual. See, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, no. Because a lot of people do. It it is. I mean, some some people some people tend to equate casual with budget. It's exactly, separate. and that's it's two different question. things. Is it? But that's, there's a whole yeah, format different for that. There's, there's it's the pulp called popper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I had heard, I can't believe you're playing a Jace in the casual room. <laughs> Actually, I do have a nickel. And that's why, why, <laughs> that's why I can play so many Jaces. I have 6,000 nickels. That's why I was able to buy one. Because um, a lot of people <laughs> seem to think that playing expensive cards is somehow not casual. And every time, like, and this is a story I think I've told before, but I played my my pointless blue, mono blue, 85 card, card levelers deck. deck. <laughs> it has no counter spells. It has no counter spells, and it has no way to win, really. Except levelers. Except for the levelers, but they and never Jace. work. And Jace. But it never works. Jace. Come on. It, <laughs> win percentage is like nothing. I'm much better playing like mono white allies, which is really, really, really cheap. Wow. That's... And so every time I play that, I get railed in the comment from... <laughs> Wait a second. Redo. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to redo. <laughs> All right. 
every time I play that in <laughs> every time I play that in the casual room, you get verbally abused. I get verbally abused because people get pissed off when they see a Jace, and it's not even like it could be turned four. Well, they can they think anything yet. They just think it, it's a sign that you're you got this awesome net deck that's tournament style. That's but just, they just afraid know that it's not. Well, it's all the people that bring their tournament deck in and just want to beat up on people. Guy. I'm sure they've seen it before. Somebody with the tournament deck with Jace comes in to the casual room and it ends badly. So. Oh, no, no. I'm not playing this Jace because it's a good card. I'm playing it because it's a bad card. And I play bad cards in my deck. Look, I'm playing levelers. Oh, my cards are so horrible. Jace. Ultimate. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it looks like that deck never wins, right? No, I, I've never seen said deck. Yeah, you have. I've played it before. And the, you know what? You, you didn't even know it was that deck because it was so crappy. I couldn't even get anything out on the board. <laughs> no, actually, so actually, I seem to recall uh, a, a Leveler's deck you playing on Wednesday night and it doing pretty okay. Which one? Uh, I don't know. You had like two Echo Mages. Is that like a good lover? Yeah, lover yeah, deck? that's the one. The one where I came in fourth place out of four people. No, because <laughs> I, I, I got knocked out of that game first because... No, you got playing, knocked out of the game in a really weird way. Because I was playing poison and everyone got scared. Because <laughs> someone, someone, someone had another guy. Aaron had a uh, uh, repercussions and furnace of wrath out. So when he played furnace of wrath out, it was like, well, you do realize that <laughs> you just basically gave all Brian's creatures quadruple strike, right? Um, <laughs> because now, because now my my uh, my two two Phyrexian uh, uh, Crusader is hitting you for. Uh, for four poison counters as opposed to two. Wow. So, and that's the thing. There was there were what five people in that game, uh, and yeah. I came in either nah. I came in either third or fourth. No. I think it was fourth. I think you yeah, won was. that game. No, I did not win that game. I most <laughs> definitely did not win that game. Francis is new because because what happened? I got I got killed. I got killed by by a shock and like a sacrificed pirate spell bomb because it like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did like it did like a sacrifice it's kind uh, of funny a sacrifice seal of fire to my creature got doubled to four with furnace of wrath and hit my creature and then uh hit one of my creatures uh, i think like plague stinger or something like that so i got doubled hit for four and then repercussions is whenever a creature gets dealt damage that creature's controller takes that much damage so i ended up taking eight from my dead plate <laughs> I meant and then, that was like again and then someone else was like Ooh, that's a great idea. Here, let me pyrite spell bomb your Phyrexian Crusader. <laughs> so, so, so basically, you know what should have been four points of damage to kill two of my creatures dropped me from twenty to four, and then like, <laughs> and then seismic assault got laid down, and I was like, um. Seismic Assault is like all the... I remember that. Seismic yeah. Assault is an enchantment that says uh, its controller can discard a land anytime to deal two damage to something. Yeah. Which but the doubled. relevant part is that I didn't even come close to winning that game. I think you won. I did not win. I was able to continually, like, bounce Marky's stuff, all of his enchantments. I was able to bounce, bounce, bounce. <laughs> Let's pay attention some to the guest host. Did something. Talking about how you did or did not... Let's not bicker and argue about who won. won. Who killed who? Killed okay, I'm sorry for staying on topic. So, oh, oh snap! Oh. Thinking that I need to put repercussions and furnace of wrath in my shivin' meteor stuffy doll deck, that which I think would be is oh. hilarious. That would be funny. And call it ouchie ouch ouch. That should be the name stuffy of that. Stuffy doll shivin' meteor. Nice. <laughs> Jeez, that's good. I like that. 
You would. I do. <laughs> I, I also well, have why. Stuffy Doll decks. I know. That crazy-ass card. Stuffy Doll. Have you ever seen that, Deb? It's like Invincible. Indestructible. Uh, indestructible. Um, whenever it gets dealt, well, when you put it into play, you choose a player. And whenever it gets dealt damage, the damage instead goes to the other player. Is it I would respond, so but apparently destroy. if I talk about something on topic, I'm told to stop talking, oh, so I won't snap. respond. Oh. <laughs> Brian's treating you badly, huh? Yeah. No, I have not seen that one either. Yeah, and it has the ability to tap do one point damage to itself. That's just <laughs> And it's zero. <laughs> so if nothing That's... else, it's just like, ping you for one, ping you for one. Why are you, <laughs> you, why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Here, here's a, here's a inter, inter-podcast uh, uh, card tip. Uh, there's a disin- there's a naturalize that lets you draw a card. It's called Mystic Melting, and it's great. Slice Myst- and Twain do that. Me- uh, oh yeah, sli- uh, sli- then the new Slice and Twain. Yes. Um, um, yeah, and they actually that is I think you're right, Brian. That's that's actually cheaper. It's four, isn't it? No, it's a, is that a disenchant that you? Uh... Oh, the difference is is that Slice and Twain is, huh? Yeah, uh, Slice and Twain is artifacts only, I believe. Oh, is it? Uh, no, no, it is. Uh, they're the same. They're the same card. Only destroy target artifact enchantment and draw a card. The only difference is that Slice and Twain has two green in the cast in cost and costs four, uh, whereas Mystic Melting. Oh no. Okay, yeah. So they both cost four, but Slice and Twain has two green, and Mystic Melting has one. But you got to draw the card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep, a la uh, Cold Snap and uh, and Ice Age. Used to make you wait. Delayed gratification. Anyway, it's a good card. Lovely. Indeed. So go on. I don't even remember where we were. What are we talking about? I do, but apparently we're not allowed to talk about it. Apparently. I saw that coming. How how much are you going to milk this, Deb? (laughs) A lot. She's going to rake you over the coals for a little while. I'll get it right back on track. Bukaki. (laughs) <laughs> now you're talking. I will be cu- back right with eggnog. So <laughs> back at you with eggnog. All right. So here, this is the the last. That's not really a tit for tat kind of. You know, get you what back is for that. Pukaki. Inappropriate in terms of playstyle. For instance, in multiplayer, it is sometimes easiest to win if you concentrate on one person and just kind of hammer them down and take them out immediately, and then. Move on, but is that okay? I try not to do that. What? Yeah, I, it depends. I mean, Unless I it's you, Brian, because I know that you're going to probably win the game if you have a deck that is particularly geared up to be able to beat mine eventually. Sometimes certain players and certain decks uh, need to be struck at early, or else they're, they're just obviously going to win. Like, if you let certain decks set up and let them get their key cards, there's no, there's no winning. So you, you have to strike out at certain decks. And I think maybe you know about those decks more <laughs> than the average player. Or you play them more. Or you're a better player. I doubt that. I mean, I'm not going to admit to that. <laughs> so that's why. I don't do that a lot, though, do I, Brian? I don't know. You tell me if your conscience is uh, if your conscience is uh, bothering you about it. I don't know. Mm, I, anyway, well I don't well. think so because Christian is one of those who will um, like either roll a die to figure out who he's going to attack or <laughs> um, go around the table. Yeah. See, that's fair, right? 
Yeah. Well, multiplayer magic is like a game of risk. You have to attack people strategically because if you attack mm -hmm. the wrong person, then their nasty combo is coming straight at you. Right. It's pretty much you kind of wait. I kind of wait for somebody to, to piss me off or lash out at me, and then that gives you a reason, quote-unquote, to attack them back. Because a lot of times I'm ready to attack somebody, but I don't, I don't want to rain on somebody's day and make them feel bad by singling them out and knocking them down first if, if everything else is equal. You know what I mean? For some reason, even though it's, a, it's along with the rules. I mean, there's so, no problem with that. So I, I tend to like to keep people in the game as long as possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my my play style. I tend to like to to keep people in the game, uh, as mm -hmm. opposed to eliminating somebody. Unless I see, but that not person, by choosing to lose, though. Unless I see that person go balls to the wall out against me, then well, I I respond in kind. <laughs> uh, and if if someone is going to set up a very difficult combo that I can't stop, okay. right? You see down the line that that's going to be. Then, then what I will try and do is I will convince I will try to convince other people to attack that person. <laughs> That's your first line of defense. That is yes, my opponents are my first line of defense <laughs> against my other opponents. Generally speaking, if I see green and blue cards and a temporal manipulation or a some time warp and an eternal witness, that person is getting attacked mercilessly. So my <laughs> total go. is in the negatives. <laughs> now how now I think it's pretty casual to, when there's a group of people, kind of like, not, if there's if there's a big sweep where you could like totally win, like you kind of like not do it and maybe not even win. Like is letting other people win, is that casual? It's probably too Depends it's how hot the chick is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily say let, I mean, letting other people win is definitely not competitive. Because it's the the antithesis of it, but at True. the same time, at the same time, um, if if they know that you're letting them win, then no, that's not that's not good either. Because it's just sort of like I don't know, right. it, it takes away from it. So yeah, I wouldn't you, probably let someone win if if they could if they were good enough to be able to realize that I'm letting them win, because then they would be standing a chance, and I wouldn't need to let them win. You know what I mean? It would only be if somebody's like starting out or has a bad hand or doesn't really understand the deck they're playing and they're preoccupied by trying to get something going, then it's like, eh, you know, you give them a little boost. That's I don't know. I don't see nothing said. wrong with that. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I so are we... in, when I'm playing in casual, sometimes I will help someone else do something just because I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think that's casual. I wonder if there's another word for what we're talking about, letting, like, giving people bonuses and, like, helping no, other people it's like, out. It's casual. I mean, this all goes back to the, to the fact It's that definitely casual. That when you're not in a tournament, and most of us agree that if you're not playing in a tournament, you're playing for one reason, and that's to have fun. Because if you're not playing to win something, and you're not and playing you're not to better fun. your tournament, and you're not having fun, then why the hell are you playing? <laughs> that's a good point. So I think we can pretty much agree that you're either playing to win something or playing to get better so that you can win something mm -hmm. or you're playing to have fun. So this all falls under the having fun. Yeah. I think it's dangerous to not be 
aggressive at all in Magic because then you're not going to win at all. Like certain people at Magic, they'll they'll have a, like a good creature, like a flying creature, and like let's say nobody else has anything, and that person will not attack because they are. Um, and I'm and and I sometimes I'll like help them, like I'll like boost up their creature or whatever so that they can you know feel really empowered to be able to attack or whatever, you know, even if it's me or whatever because I hate to see. The person, and then all of a sudden they'll just wait around and not attack and not attack and then die. Like I guess, I guess that's fun, but and I, I maybe I shouldn't, you know, enforce my views on other people. <laughs> but I don't know. I think you should be aggressive a little bit. I mean, unless you really don't worry about winning. Well, I think that's kind of self-correcting because for most people, winning is fun. So. Yeah. For most people, they're not having fun if they go in and lose every single game. So I think... Well, this one guy, I think he's just not confrontational to the point where he doesn't want to... I don't know. I said, don't worry about offending somebody. And then somebody else was like, oh, no, he's not worried about that. He just... He he was... he, And then his response was that he was waiting for a card so he could do a big combo or something or do whatever it was that he was attempting to do. That seems fine. Know. That's cool, yeah, and I guess, I mean, who am I to say that that person should attack, because if they're okay just having fun doing whatever, then I guess that's fine. But it does seem that somebody should try to win a little bit. I mean, I love playing with people that don't, because then, Marky. well, no, because you feel sorry for them. <laughs> oh, he wins, he, I've gotten, he, oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yet sometimes, he's, he's, he's a different, he's a different breed, because uh, he'll play, he'll play a deck that doesn't seem like it's meant to win but then he'll really try to win and then he'll win and you're like what he's he's hard to apply logic to of course one of the reasons i like that guy yeah well it's all about having fun like you said and i mean people don't realize it. i think a lot of magic has, has split straight down the middle into two camps you've got your uber spiky tournament players and you've got your kitchen table guys and I don't think the people that play tournament magic understand just how important the kitchen table players are to the development of magic. Mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast knows. because Right, that's why there's so many cards for us. <laughs> well, it's not even that. If you think about it, how many cards do you think your, your Mike Flores's and Brian Kibler's go and buy? They don't buy boosters. They buy singles. They make, Wizards of the Coast makes nothing off these people. They make money hmm. off people like us who go and buy booster boxes. Yeah, that's true. Because that's the only way we're getting our cards. We don't know what's cool and fun to play with until we've tried it. So yeah, that's a good point. So, um, so several several years ago, and by several I mean two. Um, Adam uh, Staborski, <laughs> which I think he writes now on uh, the Mothership, wrote a wrote an article on MTG Salvation, where one of the quotes from it he says he says tournament tournament winners owe a debt of gratitude to casual players. Without these casual card flippers playing the game and hyping it as being awesome fun back in 1993, no one would be writing lengthy articles calling for a committed fun-seeking players to work uh, as the whole to improve the casual experience for everyone, and no prizes of cash, promotional cards, products, and other rewards rewards would come from any altruistic donors, let alone profit-seeking companies like Wizards of the Coast. Good thing we're not needed anymore for the survival of the game, right? So, <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's basically casual. Casual players are the 
are the lifeblood. I mean, if if we go away, then all the tournaments are probably going to go away too. Because I don't because it wouldn't make enough money to sustain the game. Well, I mean, the pro tour, the pro tour is a huge. Call. I mean, it's basically just an advertisement, right? For the game of Magic. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I I, I don't. That is that is my understanding. I I have nothing to back that up, but I it is my understanding that the whole pro tour is basically advertising for Wizards of the Coast. It's, it's comes out of their marketing budget or whatever. But, but it's Probably. interesting now with this with the Star City Games series that's set up opposite Wizards of the Coast. They actually make a fortune because yeah. they do sell singles. So the pros that go to those tournaments are making money for Star City. Hmm. So it, you've got that interesting dichotomy there. That's, That's crazy that you're setting up other companies to make more money than you are. <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. No, more money in that situation. Thing. Yeah. Because Wizards of the Coast sells it, has to sell the cards at a certain cost. Other people are the ones that can buy, can sell. Like, look at, I mean, Wizards of the Coast, Brian, I think you told me one time that they have to sell them at the MSRP. And they, in fact, no, sell to the said, distributors, which said, is cheaper. I said they can't sell, like, if Wizards if Wizards of the Coast was going to sell, like, there's, there's like, anti, anti-monopoly laws or something like that that prevents them from undercutting the people that they're distributing to. Right, so if they're gonna if they're gonna sell at MSRP, I mean, if they're gonna sell in stores, like I don't know if you remember the Wizards of the Coast stores that were, you know, seven eight years ago. I mean, what they sell, what they sell packs for, they sold them at MSRP because they can't exactly sell them at like a dollar less a pack, and because it's like, oh, we're cutting up the middleman, passing you on the savings. Well, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, selling to distributors who you know sell to Targets and WalMarts and stuff like that, and they pay, you know. They have to sell at retail. So, right. uh, I've got some interesting insight on this because I used to hang out with a couple of guys who ran stores, and I looked into running one myself. For a long time, Wizards had a policy where they dictated to retailers what they could sell the packs at. And chain stores, their price was set higher than independent game stores could set their price. So they actually allowed the smaller businesses to undercut the large chains. Wow. Not stopped. And you know, <laughs> as soon as they started selling them in Walmart, the Waltons went to court and started throwing millions around, and that was the end of that. Yeah. But what well, happens now is that wizards do wow. not sell to wizards only sell to distributors; they don't sell to retailers now. Yep. And oh, when they so used they, to be a retailer, they couldn't they couldn't like undercut their own. There's there's some there's some law that prevents that in the states. I don't know what it's yeah. called, but. Well, it's price fixing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> huh. So, yeah, so they have to sell at a, at a uh, certain price. All right. That just to show how important the kitchen table is. Have we beat this yes. horse? <laughs> I think so. Nay, nay. When, nay. Nay, we have not. So when are we going to get to this uh, big battle of uh, what the big deal is over? Oh, incidentally, I'm listening to – I was listening to an audio book. And they said uh, Deus as the pronunciation of D-A-I-S. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was interesting. Because I know that we – I think the the conclusion we came to is that there's two legitimate pronunciations, right? The conclusion I came to is that it's Deus. Yeah, ah. I got I to think that if there were two conclusions that were – 
come to. It was there's there's dais and then the other person that just didn't want to agree that it's pronounced dais. <laughs> That's what happened. So yes, so um, are we ready for the main event? Ding ding. It's kind I'm of a weak uh, boxing because uh, I'm right. So. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> throwdown! It's a throwdown. All right. So first of all, Omnath. Somebody read off the card. I refuse to a... lower myself to look it up in Gavin. <laughs> to look him up? All this hatred. That's going to be my next question is uh, where all, right. all the hatred came as, from. As an, impartial, as an impartial observer. Okay. I was... You're not an impartial observer. You have an Omnath EDH deck. Oh, disqualified. Fine. Christian, then you get to do it. Okay. Oh. I will, as a matter of fact. Okay, so Omnath, Locus of Mana, is a legendary creature from Worldwake that costs a green and two colorless. Wow, I thought he cost more than that. And uh, he's an elemental. He's a 1-1 to begin with. And he says, uh, green mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as steps and phases end. And also, Omnath, Locus of Mana, gets plus one, plus one for each green mana in your mana pool. Judge. Okay. Judge? <laughs> yes, what? If I power sync a spell, does that empty the mana pool? Oh, I'm going to have to look up what power is. <laughs> Hold on. Now, he's only as big as the green man in your mana pool, and if you have a sh- ton of mana in your mana pool, you're probably doing well, and you can probably cast all kinds of crazy spells. Mm-hmm. Holy so, balls, yes. Counter-target spell unless its controller pays X. If he or she doesn't, that player taps all lands with mana abilities he or she controls and empties his or her mana pool. Holy well, just like every other... Yeah. So, just like every other good card, there's a counter for it. Yeah. However, now, in all fairness, though, uh, they will probably, if uh, they probably have enough mana... To pay X? <laughs> to pay X. Oh, yeah, you would need more than them in order to even counter well, that spell. Banner Short would do it. It's not like I've made a list of cards to kill on that or anything. Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> but here's my list of cards that kill. <laughs> like, like Terror? What? <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Like Clone? Um, <laughs> yep, Banner Short will do it. So the we'll thing is that people it. play decks with, with mad amounts of green mana and abuse him. You don't even need mad amounts of green mana. Here's my problem with Omnath decks. Here they we go. invariably play Seaborn Muse. So basically every turn they're untapping all their lands and then tapping them again and making that Omnath into big giant mana ooze of doom. Which is why it's fun. <laughs> Until you get hit with it. And because it's your general, it doesn't have to be a 40 plus. All it has to do is 21 points of damage. Oh, Except it's for a general I don't ever damage. attack with it. Hmm. So there, so your argument falls apart. <laughs> your because... argument totally falls apart because I can guarantee you I've actually never attacked anybody with my Omnath ever. That's not true. Yes, it is. I've attacked I... with other stuff. I never attack with the Omnath because of things that are like put attacking creatures. You had, didn't you have an Omnath with a, with a spider umbra on it and I had to kill it twice? No, no, no. I had it with a bear and a spider and I waited until you killed the the bear and then you... Tried to, and then you tried to kill the spider, and then I um, find Zavast. What is it? So, so see, Chris, 
where your argument falls down is because you're saying that Omneth is absolutely horrible, when in reality what you're doing is you're saying that Omneths that attack are horrible. And, exactly. And, and, Deb's, and Deb's saying Omneth is wonderful whether or not... It, Omneth is a mana battery. You know, this isn't much of a showdown with such a good mediator, Brian, so why don't you... Uh, Brian oh, can't be the mediator. Bit. He has an Omneth deck. I can set aside my uh, uh, <laughs> part... Uh, I can be impartial. Partiality. Impartial. Your partiality. Your scientific speciality. Rational hatreds. This started with a bad experience. Is what. Ah, do tell. This was a game on Modo where I had pulled off my ultimate combo of right of replication, kicked and radiated. So I had copies of five copies of every creature on the board except the legends, which is hilarious. Except, (laughs) except when one of the players is playing Omnath and has 182 green mana in his mana pool, proceeds to vomit his entire deck on the table, cast asceticism, and then attack me for multiple thousands of damage. So, hold on. Sounds like the same level. Let me poke at this for a second. I'm going to poke at this. So, basically, the jerk... No, not the jerk thing. the, The overwhelmingly powerful thing that you did... Was, was Trump, fine. Was Trump by <laughs> an overwhelmingly powerful thing that someone else did? And Pretty that's, much. And that's the origin of your your hatred? Okay, here's the thing. Do you know can, we much- hang, can we hang up on this dude in <laughs> Wow, this is quite the showdown. <laughs> it costs 14 mana to do my overwhelmingly powerful thing. It costs... Three mana to do your overwhelmingly powerful. Thing. And so- you know, it costs three mana and like forty turns. Uh, hmm. Well, not even because if you lay a land each turn, by the time I get to turn seven and I'm sitting there with at the most nine land, you have killed me twice. Hmm. I'm going to make an Omneth Azusa deck. <laughs> and uh, oh my god! I'm going to put Perish in my deck. Destroy all green creatures. <laughs> well, nice. your Perish doesn't work from Canada. All the way to Florida, so I'll just get on a plane. I thought it was <laughs> extinction. I mean, there's so many fun things to do to Omnath. I can't hate on him because you can turn him into a sheep. You can turn him into a monkey. That's that's really good fun. Pong-a-fi. That's good fun. Oh man, is that, that is funny? Good fun. <laughs> uh, you have to do the Charlton Heston when you cast it. It's it's required. You dumb dirty ape. Which one? Which Charlton? You maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of those cards are. All I know is Amleth is awesome. There you go. What else do you need to know, huh? Well, and and thus we have the great debater. Debbie. I don't know what you're talking about. I just know I disagree. Exactly. You sound like someone on awesome. Fox News. <laughs> oh, I man. happen to agree with that. <laughs> and P.S. Everybody at NPR is a Nazi. At NPR. Oh my god, uh, you I heard guys that know what I'm Fox talking News. about? The people at Fox called NPR Nazis, which is hilarious. Whoa! No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's pretty they, funny. So they invoked oh. Godwin, essentially. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I like Omneth so. because it allows me to store up a lot of green mana and then Genesis Wave for like 90 and then have you my entire like deck and then, and then put it all and, into oh, play. And then that's it. That's all I want to do. I don't want to win. If I win, so, then I stop having pretty I guess features. under those circumstances, Chris, would you be okay with that card being played under those specific 
outlined circumstances? Say no. You see, in Say those no. circumstances, what would Say happen is Say no. I would just kill Omnath <laughs> instead of killing the player. So, no. Ah. There we go. I would allow Debbie to live. I don't want to live. I want my pretty green creatures. And that's why I never that's That's why I never attack with them because if I if I attack with all my green creatures and I have like because there's been an EDH game where I had like sixty enormous green creatures. And if I attack with them and then I kill everyone, which would be like one turn, then they would all go away. And that would make me sad. So what you would wait? You so said, I magic bait. You just to- all over everyone. You just toy, and like taunt. I don't even taunt. I do nothing. I say leave my creatures alone. I won't do anything to you. And then people get all scared, and I have no idea why because I'm not lying. Hmm. Okay, hmm. but you see, here's the thing, right? I'm not this horrible, and <laughs> here's the thing: shot. he sucks. Uh, no, it's true. Like, I mean, how how can you justify playing a creature that's just so ridiculously easy to pump to magnificently stupid levels? So here, I'm sorry. What was true? All you got to do is tap a land and right of bigger. replication radiate that you're talking about. Yeah, but I lost. Yeah, I lose all the time with Omnith, mostly because I never attack anybody. Right. Okay. Hmm. So I lost because somebody played a disgusting combo that was better than mine. You lost just because you don't want to attack. Exactly. Hmm. My reason's better. <laughs> so here's the thing. I now have to challenge you, I'm afraid. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah! Awesome. We, need, we need to have Gazazal versus Omnath. It has to be done. In EDH. Awesome. Oh, Sounds we, fun. Two-player EDH? Well, we can bring in two random scrubs. Oh, no, no. Can you, I... can, you can just bring in the two random scrubs of Christian and Brian and then have them concede, and then it's two-player EDH. Well, we could just get be in there and just kind of fool around. Not really. Well, not, that's, oh. that's what he likes to do. In the no, game. not that kind of room. That's not what I mean by <laughs> casual room. Let's know. <laughs> Let's know. Let's know. With my wife's friends. That's where that's going. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go blow my wife's friends or something. <laughs> like was said earlier. We could just fool around in the casual room with my wife's friends. That's how that's getting pieced together. <laughs> Although it's going to sound really weird if uh, I happen to have edited out the the (laughs) blow my wife's friends part. Robot women and Asian dogs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, so that's 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 that is not bad. I I might have to make an EDH deck online. So what are we what are we able to play then? If you guys are playing those two, well, clearly not green. Right. Should we star it out? Because he's using black and uh, no, you can play the, the Grixis color game, oh. because if there's two other factors in this game, then it's not a showdown. Uh, it's a gangbang. Mm. Well, oh. it's a show. It's a showdown that if you I lose, you have a reason. She's doing. Say, she's, well, it's she's, want, she's wanting it to just be mono e mono. <laughs> mono colored mono e mono. Yeah. That's hand and hand. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. If it was actually Spanish, it'd be mano y mano, but it's not. No, that it's not. It's like some sort of bastardization now. It's neither, because e means and, and mano y mano means hand in hand. No. no. Yeah. Or. <laughs> it's actually mano a mano. Mano a mano. Yeah, a, not e. 
Yeah, duh. It's a, not e. Well, I know, I know. In Spanish, it's actually you know hand in hand, but hand, the, yeah. the yeah, in like American. any language, that's wrong. <laughs> what if it's Italian and it means man Still to man? Wrong. It's wrong because I'm not going to attack with it. <laughs> Same reason. But if we play, if we play mano y mano, mm-hmm. then I'm allowed to attack, right? No. no, you never attack. No, I never attack when I make the deal with everybody. And the deal is, if you leave my green creatures alone, I won't attack you with them. I promise you, I will not kill any of your green creatures. Oh, then that would that's fine with oh. me. Including However, I didn't that's... say anything about copying them five times and then attacking you with them. <laughs> attack you with as your As long creature. as I get my creatures, I'm fine with that. I don't understand. <laughs> I what think Brian... What this duel is anymore? I'm not going to kill you, and I'm not going to kill any of yours, and then just ah, <laughs> this term has been adopted in English with similar meaning, possibly by Ernest Hemingway. The English adoption has been likened to the phrases one-on-one, head-to-head, or single combat. That conveys the idea of intense competition. So there. Huh. Yeah, what and if you look, it'll say the proper spelling is actually mano a mano. Sure, whatever. Okay, so mano e mano by... translates to hand and hand. I was off by one letter. <laughs> you were, hand. but it's a very important letter. <laughs> it's like the difference it's between word, prostatitis actually. and prostitutitis. <laughs> no, I think prostitutitis <laughs> has a toot in the middle of it. Prostatitis. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the difference? Wrong with that sentence. <laughs> that is the difference. <laughs> Oh, generally speaking, having a toot in the middle of it is probably going to turn most people off. Probably. Right, right. That is true. Unless you're in an orchestra. <laughs> because then there should be a, some type of woodwind. Oh. Yes, the wind instruments. <laughs> the wind instruments, yes. I was trying to take this out of the gutter, but it did not, no, uh, no, did not no, work. We're gonna... I tried. With this group, you just put it back on the All right, so we're we going to have this competition. Like, well, not right now, but I mean, are we going to are we going to have this uh, this this epic battle or what? Sure. It doesn't sound very epic if she's not attacking and he's yeah. killing <laughs> okay. you. Okay. See, here's the it? thing. My Gazazal deck it has to be played with four players. I do have several others I can play. So hmm. I, I could okay. play a Rift deck, which which is all. Ooh, that would be fun. Hmm. What's in your Rift deck? <laughs> I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> Are you saying I should have known? Is that what you're saying? It's it's a it's an allies deck, red, green, and white, with secret super secret tech. Uncards? No, no, Volrath Lab set to allies. Hmm. Five tap, put a plus one plus one counter on everything. Sounds good to me. It does seem. I don't care as long as I get to play my green creatures. <laughs> oh, this is just not even going to be fair. <laughs> well, yeah, you say it's not going to be fair, but you have to forget that I have a different standard. I don't care if I win. It's not going to be fair, but you have to forget that I don't. What? <laughs> you said you have to forget that I. I don't know. I injected an awkward pause. I broke her. Deb. You what? 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, she's working again. Oh, no, I was looking at Gatherer. So, this is not much of a battle if Deb's not going to attack. If I don't care about winning and I won't attack. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... I mean, I can play it to win, but then that's just going to reinforce his idea that Ameth is a douchebag general. So the only way to fix him is to let him womp you? Which is fine with me, because as long as I get green creatures, I'm chalking that up as a win. I could always grant you a temporary exemption from Omnath douchebaggery status to prove once and for all that I am the superior general chooser. Yeah, I think Chris is Chris is getting a little worried that if he if we do this challenge thing, then he's just going to be like beaten up on a inanimate object kind of thing. That's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a joke there somewhere, but I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what to, where to go from there then, because. Sounds kind of boring, then. Boring. <laughs> yeah. It's so boring, Christian's falling asleep. He probably left. He's, he probably just went to go get more alcohol. Oh, sh- crap, you didn't hear me? Oh, I, I, had, I hit the mute button accidentally, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm talking, I'm talking over here. But, <laughs> oh, I guess he uh, what, no. what were you saying? Um... Well, I was talking, and then you kept getting cut off. Yeah, I was like, and then you guys were like, "Well, maybe he's." I'm like, "I'm right here." But anyway, no, I was saying, I was saying, do you, uh, Chris? Do you have your Rith deck with you? I don't want to expose everything that's in the Garza Gold deck because you might be playing it. But as far as the Rith deck, do you have that on you, like within arm's reach? I want to hear what's in it. Uh, I can load up Modo. I only play on Modo these days because nobody around here plays anything except Vintage. And because my name is not Debbie, I don't have Black Lotus coming out the yin-yang. No, that's Mark. <laughs> Whoa. I haven't seen Debbie's yin-yang, but yeah, I don't think Yeah, my yin-yang is Lotus-free. It's Lotus-free? <laughs> one, one can only hope. You know, if we have team T-shirts for our podcast, it's going to say... My yin-yang is It's going to have a picture Lotus of Debbie, free. and it says my yin-yang is Lotus-free. Well, because Black Lotus isn't made in the new card style, right? Correct. Yeah, so I would never play that. That's awful. In the first set. Oh wow. Okay. Um, you know what? You should totally put Black Lotus in your Savra deck. <laughs> uh, no. You should totally put Black Lotus in your Yin Yang. <laughs> <laughs> so that it would be true that she has Black Lotus yeah, coming at her Yin Yang. Funny when you consider that I am actually half black. So. Oh. Only half. I'm loading up my wrist deck now, but it's like um, all the good allies. Hang on. Deck editor. All uh, the good allies. Wrist oh, is uh, Naya Colors? He What's is. Naya Colors? Red, what? green, white. You guys use <laughs> all this slang. I don't know what it is. The, ni- the, the, ni- the shards? The shards what? are good to know. Wasn't Naya like a, a a water, like a bottled water at some point that had the really cool commercials? Um, Hungry for life, thirsty for Naya. <laughs> okay. Maybe it, that uh, was a Canadian uh, thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, there was a type of water. What the hell was it? 
Yeah, like thirsty for life. Yeah. It was a water bottle. They do they do water bottles like in your office. Okay, I, I don't remember. Anyway. Apparently, I'm running coat of arms in my allies deck. Imagine that. I like that. I do that in my allies deck. And Grey Pelt Hunter had a free blade Harabaz Druid, which is really good. Uh, Highland Berserker, which only gives him first strike. Uh, yeah, just a whole Highland. bunch of allies. So name some uh, name some key cards that are interesting. Well, there's the so Volrath Lab. Titanic Ultimatum's pretty good, I hear. Yay! Oh, yes. Let me read uh, Volrath's Laboratory. Okay, Volrath's Laboratory is a five casting cost artifact from Stronghold. When you play, it's I was going to say it's a common, but Stronghold is when they didn't have uh, uh, color-coded... Uh, yeah, it's rare. Uh, when you play Volaris Laboratory, choose a color and a creature type. Five and tap. Put a token creature into play. Treat this token as a 2-2 creature of the chosen color and type. That's pretty cool. It, That's sweet so, for any tribal. Yeah, and, it's, and uh, especially when all of your allies are triggering off stuff when they come into play. Sorry, enter the battlefield. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> <Damn it. laughs> Enter the battlefield. And I'm taking mana. Burn. Um, <laughs> you took mana burn for that one. I did. Yeah. Uh, Rally the Righteous is a pretty interesting card as well, especially if you cast it on Rift. What's that do? It has Radiance, which was the Rav uh, Ravnica gimmick for Boros. Untapped target creature and each other creature that shares a color with it. Oh, Radiant. Oh, oh, Radiance. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Those I thought it was a card plus called... Two plus not until end of turn. It's Radiance. It's a math thing. <laughs> Radiance. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the, other, the other gimmick for it was Cosine and Tangent. Yeah. Uh, that was the, uh, the Demir mechanic. Hey, Debbie, look up Volrath's motion sensor. Very cool art. <laughs> Volrath's motion sensor. Yeah. You are not funny. It's cool. <laughs> he's getting uh, he's getting caught by apparently one of his own machinations while he's uh, trying to get a midnight snack, <laughs> which is a disgusting midnight snack. It looks like. Yeah, that's gross, <laughs> and I'm not going to look at that. That's actually pretty funny. I usually don't like the uncards, but that one's pretty funny. There's my boy Mark Tetnas there. So yeah. So what else is in uh, what else is in Rith? I like to hear what about what kind of uh, EDH cards you play. I mean, I'll just whether they're good EDH cards or ones that are specific to that deck. Yeah, this, and this one is more specific to the deck. Like Marasa Pyromancer, I suppose is the real key. Uh, that's the one wherever another ally enters the battlefield, I can have him deal damage equal to the number of allies I control to target creature. Creature only? Yeah. Which is still pretty, pretty cool. good. Yeah, especially if you're trying to get rid of, you know, pretty green creatures or something. <laughs> and it and it triggers all the other allies. Exactly. That's what aestheticism is for. <laughs> True. You know what? I think I'm gonna have a new I think I'm gonna have a new um segment on every podcast. It's gonna be like what card art sucks and Chris hates it. Christian hates it. That's that's the name of the new segment. Today, Rust Elemental. What an ugly, fat, flying, dumb looking thing. It could have been so like Rust Elemental. It could be so cool. I mean the, the whole the idea of one. You know, I, that I'm gonna have to go off on a tangent here. 
I agree with you. That's an ugly card. But okay, when Magic started, you had Earth Elemental, Fire Elemental, Air Elemental. When did Rust become an element? <laughs> become an element to, uh, to be like, an elemental. Uh, it's like uh, around the uh, fifth or sixth monster compendium in D and D. There you go. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's like, true. They like Itrium Elemental. Or, yeah. Elemental. Chicory Coffee Grounds Elemental. Yeah, there was all kinds Ooh, of Zeon Elemental. Uh, Zeon. Yeah, Americonium <laughs> Elemental. You could have like nice. a, a Neon Elemental, which you couldn't react to. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, chemistry I just made joke. a chemistry joke. Oh. <laughs> inert Elemental? The, he has Inert. This is uh, the, the, pretty notable of me, really. The, the coolest Elementals from D&D were the ones from Ravenloft. They had, instead of a fire elemental, they had a pyre elemental. Instead of an earth elemental, they had, like, a like a grave elemental. Instead of, uh, like, water, it was blood elemental, which <laughs> isn't really an element, but it sounds really scary as hell. Well, yeah, in Magic, you have ele- elementals that aren't related to a particular element, right? Like, well, they, they, got, they got elementals coming out their yin-yang. Coming out the yin-yang, right, like... Like if Debbie had a black lotus pile, of which black I won't, because they're ugly and old. Right. And I don't put ugly old stuff in my yin yang. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, just new hotness, huh? Exactly, just the new hotness. Nice. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, I refuse to touch that. But then I realized that that would—that's not what he said. That would just be playing into it. I'm not gonna. That go, is what she said. I'm not gonna go there. Um, I'm not gonna touch that. I'm gonna go there and play into it and touch that. Um, oh wow! I just came up with another combo while I'm sitting here listening to Brian dance his way around uh, uh, Debbie. <laughs> you <laughs> dance around the yin yang. That's my favorite Mexican party activity. <laughs> what <is>? Yes. <laughs> Who needs a pinata or a the hats they have? No, right. So you're saying, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you dance around the sombrero. What were we going to say, Chris, before I rudely? I don't know. I've tried to use the eye bleach to get rid of the mental images forced upon me. The eye bleach. Uh, well, so far there's there's nice. been no like overweight Spider-Man dry humping a overweight Flash animated Flash. Oh, but we could make that happen at all in this in this episode. Yeah, our listeners have come to expect a certain level of disgust. There you go. Oh, Deb, Deb, <laughs> since you're on Facebook, take the take the little robot Teddy Ruxpin thing and post that. The Daggett. <laughs> the robot Teddy Ruxpin. The Daggett named Muffet 2. Yes. That Daggett. one, yeah, that Daggett. That Daggett, particular Daggett. The Daggett named Muffet 2. The Tom Saget of Daggett's. Put him up there. And put him on Facebook? Yeah, just lately. Listen to our episode if you want to find out what the WTF this is. What the bleep? Actually, what the WTF is, what the what the. Yeah, and, so pin, number, and pin number is. Personal identification number, number, an ATM machine. That's why I don't say PIN number. It's a machine that makes ATMs. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's an ATM machine. Yeah, it's like it's like that. <laughs> giant, them out. It's like that. Uh, that monster, uh, uh, giant robot in X Men, the uh, the Sentinel that made other Sentinels. Whoa, like the propagating mirror, mirror. 
mere propagator? If you're looking for something absolutely amazing to put up on the Facebook, sure. Have you ever heard the Armageddon uh, news clip? The Armageddon news clip? You, yeah, you kind of got quiet there for a second. It was sent in from somebody in Orlando, which oh. is why I'm bringing it up. Uh, I'm huh. looking for it now. Here we go. It's uh, quite possibly the funniest thing you will ever hear. I suggest listening to it outside of work. <laughs> what is it called? It's just Are called you us Armageddon. It's in the thingy with the place where you... Oh, the thingy with the thingy? It's in the thingy with the thingy. See, I like ah, this guy. Okay, why don't you say that? Was this, just kidding. You, is it on YouTube? But is it old? Like a few years? It is it's a wave old. file. It's completely safe. Like 2008 or... Oh, Here's a fax from it's Cooter in Orlando old. who sends it's me a hilarious. copy of a story that appeared in the Los it Angeles... He needs to be put up somewhere. Oh, here we go. That's I can put it at the end of this. I can put it at the end of the episode. Yes, yes, you could. <laughs> In that case, I should warn all the listeners now that be sure to have a box of Kleenex nearby because you will be in tears. With love. <laughs> nice. No listening to it now. No, I'm trying. We'll be... Okay. <laughs> I want to listen to it now. Fine, he fun. says. A prestigious, uh, prestigious newspaper, well, not the off-the-line. If you a really prestigious newspaper. Oh, now, hmm? no, no self-respecting man sits at a computer without a box of Kleenex nearby. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now, hold on. So check this out. So I just, I couldn't get Armageddon.wave to load, so I just kind of, like, dropped off Armageddon.wave to see if it would, uh, uh, you know, with just the blah, 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 slash funny. And here's the page that came up. It's, it's the standard Windows error page. But it says, mm-hmm. this page is completely fucked. In fact, your computer's probably <laughs> broken. The page you're looking at is seriously fucked up and is currently unavailable. The website might be experiencing technical difficulties. You might have to reinstall your operating system, in which case, too bad. Please, cl- wow. please click the following. Uh, please try the following. C- click the refresh button or fill your CD-ROM drawer tray with jam this really works it's like check your connection (laughs) status unplug your pc insert a screwdriver into the mains socket connection (laughs) status will immediately become apparent (laughs) if you type the page address in the address bar please go away and learn to spell correctly before returning yeah some sites may require you may require microsoft's authorization (laughs) click the windows menu and then click let me view boobies to install uninstall this feed (laughs) if you if you like Microsoft Windows can examine your PC and send details of all the pornography you have downloaded to its headquarters in Redmond. <laughs> if, you would like, if you would like Windows to ruin your life, please click yes, send me to jail. Nice. What is that, a 404 page you saw? Uh, it's basically, I just, I just took off that link that Chris sent us. I just stripped off Armageddon.wave and pasted uh-huh. that in. And, oh, to see what's in the funny directory? Yeah, and that's what <laughs> cannot find server or DNS error or maybe you've killed the internet <laughs> and it's all your fault I think I'll add that at the end of the uh, at the end of the episode yeah I would it's it's a cool. funny thing I haven't heard it yet I'm gonna but I trust you so I'll put it in there alrighty then any, any uh, final uh, thoughts I'm looking forward to this um Battle showdown between the decks. 
it's not gonna. It, did you hear it? It's <laughs> well, while one person it's, tries to figure out, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Now I'm gonna go there. It's gonna be Deb just laying there while Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. He went there. <laughs> he had to go there. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I think that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Unfortunately, <laughs> did we lose Deb? No, I'm here. She's listening to the damn wave file. No, I'm listening to you guys. Ah, I could tell. So yes, I will put that in at the end, and um, maybe maybe our listeners have a better idea of how to have a showdown between uh, between these two drastic point of views relating to this. You cannot have a showdown with someone general. who is whose entire viewpoint is predicated on the fact that they play Omnis casually. As we find it, is predicated on the fact that they use big words like predicated. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I play Omnath real nice, real good, <laughs> real good. No, I looks... play it real good because that's the whole point. So, yeah. I mean, how can you how can you have a showdown in which one person is saying my viewpoint is that I'm not going to be aggressive? Because I'm not saying hmm. that Omnith is great for being super aggro and, like, beating everybody's face in and winning, because that's not why I play it. Hmm. So you can't really have a showdown with that. But we can do it anyway. But come on, don't you want to be aggressive? Be, be, be aggressive. aggressive. Woo! Spirit no. fingers. <laughs> oh. Where's the spirit fingers on that one? Come on. Spirit you're... fingers is ironical. You're bringing me down. Ironical? You're bringing me down, man. You're bringing me down. Don't bring me you're down. You're harsh and mellow. Don't harsh the man's mellow. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wow. It's, that's I mean, pretty much what I... We can do the showdown, but the problem is that I win by losing. So no matter what, I win. Oh, see, so that's the challenge for Chris there because it's almost like I lose, insurmountable then I odds. And she's indomitable in that sense. Like an archangel. Like an archangel, if you will. I was uh. using a big word. <laughs> I like the obligatory when somebody makes a magic pun. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe our there. maybe. I think one of our listeners is probably creative enough to think of a way to dispute this, a way to to, to finally get to the end of this dispute, and how you can have a showdown. No, I don't really think I don't think there's anywhere that we can go with this. Really. Oh, yeah, this I, is I, I trust in our, in our listeners. For this sure. Is just, this is just. So so Chris was actually like he's like I challenge you this is gonna be fun and Deb just like no it's not I'm gonna suck all the fun <laughs> right out of it and leave you with nothing <laughs> which is oh. a bit like divorce really uh. <laughs> I'm quite good at that actually I'm terrible at that anyway no, that's why she keeps practicing <laughs> there you go one, one day, day one day I will I will divorce well You'll master it. So far, you know, they have wedding parties. Why don't they have divorce parties? I always thought that'd be kind of cool. Uh, we do. I don't know what you guys do, but girls always do. Oh. <laughs> and they're much more fun than the wedding parties. <laughs> oh, I bet. Wow. Look, See, I'm if you're a guy, you, that's, the, that's the party to go to. A woman's... A woman's absolutely <laughs> is the party to be at, is a woman's wow. party. No, I'm totally willing to do this showdown thing, but it, it, there is a fundamental problem with it, and that is that that I well, how are we going to rectify that? There's has to be something know. that we can add to the challenge that would, like maybe it's a challenge of who can have the most fun. 
uh, me, <laughs> clearly, if he's going to let me have my 80 huge green creatures and he's not going to kill them and he's just going like, to kill me some other way, which I'm totally fine with, then I win. Well, I bet with his rights of replications, he might have more fun knowing that he has more big green creatures than you do. That would make that? me happy. Uh, if I was playing against somebody whose sole purpose of the deck is gain happiness from dead the sheer horse, number of large dead creatures. Dead horse. <laughs> is that the dead horse alert? Dead horse. Your face is a dead horse. <laughs> your, uh, <laughs> your face is a dead horse. I'm not going to go there. That's horrible. My yin-yang wow. is, <laughs> is a dead horse. There we go. Thank you. I think, I think this is a safe time to uh, See, end Brian the show before anyone gets injured. never has to finish his, his insulting and or dirty comments because I'm right there with him. So just in my head, I already know where he's going with it. So I just finished <laughs> them for him. Thank you very much. You, get, you, you keep me out of trouble that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. Nice. Brian is able to get into trouble all by himself. Yes. All so here's own. the funny thing. So I texted Trevor to okay. ask him if he wanted to jump on as a surprise to defend Omnith. Mm-hmm. And there was some back and forth, but I had said it was just to jump on and defend Omnith. And he said, from what, pirates? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor innocent Trevor. Poor Trevor. <laughs> With his pink <laughs> unicorn t-shirt. But he loves doubling season, so he's all right in my book. Uh, Word. I love season, and it's not my deck, so how come I'm not all right in your book? You are all right in my book. There's there you go, I'm in. Any of you guys. You're all awesome, except the people that play Omnath. Which is two-thirds of us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just, like, just, we have to figure some way. I think we should do decks. Like, don't use your Omnath deck. Use a different one. I'm oh, we can totally have a showdown in with another deck. Yeah, but it has to be EDH. I don't have enough money to play standard. That's fine with me. Hmm. Word. All my decks are well, standard. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Done. It's over. <laughs> Somebody, please. I think we've reached my the breaking end. point. Of Brian's wits. I think, we should end this, I think we should end this Half podcast the way we end every other podcast. With someone Absurd. going, please, Lord, let this be over. Abruptly. and <laughs> the, way we end, the way we end our, our EDH games. <laughs> someone, please, someone make it please stop. Someone, please, just end this. Make it stop. <laughs> we're we're All right, that will do it. Ladies and gentlemen. Mommy, make really? the bad man stop. Yeah. Spay, spay new to your pets. Thank you for Chris Lansdale for uh, visiting us. And Do you have any plugs time before, before yeah, you, any plugs? you go? I will avoid the obvious joke and say thank you very much for having me, and uh, I hope you'll have me again. That's what she said. That's and, what she said. <laughs> that is what she said. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, have your pets spayed or neutered. Uh, don't put things in Debbie's yin-yang, and listen to Avant-Card and Limited Resources and the A-Team and the Commander Cars because they're all wonderful. Oh my god! Woo. I need a post-it note to write all these down. What was that? Okay. Limited. What? Limited, limited resources. You know we're being recorded. Okay. <laughs> the A team. The I know, I know that one. That's the Canadians peoples. Commander cast is good as well. Commander cast. Okay, I have Commander all of these cast. on my green post-it note now. Excellent. How did I know it was green? Why does this? We'll give it. <laughs> Even her post-it notes are green. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll have to listen to those and then uh, and. Uh, See what we think. We'll be the judge of that. Oh, I, I would also. I would. I have one minor minor shout out. I would like to uh, shout out to Sean Copeland, 
okay. who is a, a Florida a Florida judge who won a GPT this weekend for Dallas using the blue black uh, uh, infect event deck. Event? Yes, the uh, the pre-made standard decks that Wizards has made. Pre-con one. Yeah, the pre-con ones that that were in the show notes for us to talk about last time, Christian. But you kind of skipped over them, so we didn't talk about them at all. And then I, I don't remember that at all. Now. Yeah. Well, no, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Just we're acknowledging their existence. And granted, the GPT was kind of small, but. He called me up, and he was like, I won, and I was playing against real decks. So. Good job, awesome. you. Good job. Wow. With, uh, so it goes to show that the playing, the uh, having a good deck is only part one part of it, battle. but actually knowing how to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. part of the equation. The half is G.I. Joe. All right. So. Word. Congratulations, Sean. Yep. So excited good job, Sean. about his buys. He's like, how many buys do you have? And I was like, I'm judging. <laughs> like, I have two for the for the for the podcast. Ready? Bye bye. Awesome. Wasn't that an awesome way to end it? Um, <laughs> sure. I ended sure. it with two buys, the same way I end my uh, tournaments. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty bad. That's... <laughs> I was gonna make some joke about Christian's wife. Oh, you better not, because she. Uh, knows, uh, well, clearly taekwondo. she knows karate because she's Asian. Um, she knows taekwondo, which is close enough. I think, which is Korean. So, but uh, she's not Korean. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, she'll kick Brian's ass. That's the bottom line. And I'd like to see that. So, Brian, feel free. <laughs> Say whatever's on your mind. <laughs> You're being recorded. You all being recorded, being like Pamela. Recorded. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you're still there, and Wait, uh, you did actually end recording. with the bye bye. Oh, dude! Uh, <laughs> no, he did. No. I hope <laughs> he did. Retroactive, I can retroactively. He did. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I did. I'm not even recording anymore. All right, <laughs> it's not even on. Don't worry, honey. The camcorder is not even on. That red dot means it's off. It's charging. <laughs> it's charging. <laughs> I mean, not that I've ever used that one. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This sounds like the words of experience. All right, anyway, yeah, we we ended it, and I'll end it with the bye-bye, and maybe a groan or two afterwards I'll edit it in. Oh, yeah. So. That should be hard to find. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> a groan in here? No. I'll go through a vast... Our, our, groan, our library, our groan library. Library, our groan library. We, we, have, we have, like, directories and folders of, like... We need like a scornful snort from Brian. Well, let's see. We have we have like eight or nine to pick from. Here we go. Scornful snorts folder yeah. is where I keep them. All right, guys. Well, I'm been needing to go to the bathroom for the last forty five minutes. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to do that. All right, Chris. Thanks and, uh, for thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, hope, yeah. Hope thanks. This hasn't, hope this experience hasn't soured you off this show. Is these guys have Hollywood? <laughs> if anything, it's made me want to apply to replace Mark if he doesn't come back. <laughs> wow, you must have had a good time. Did you have a good time? Absolutely. This was a blast. Oh, cool. It was pretty much exactly what I imagined it would be like. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That's horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm apologizing now. It's, I, feel like, I feel like like a junior in high school, like on a 
you know, after the night of prom, I'm sorry. I didn't. That never happened. I didn't, I didn't mean it to be this way. Sorry. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Next time, next time it'll be better. I promise. You know? Can you please pass my pants? Hey. It's that kind of podcast, huh? <laughs> All right, guys. I'm out of here. All right. Thanks again, Chris. Good Peace. Good night. Good night. See you, good night and see you all later. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.